New York. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome to another edition of the 914 Sports Podcast. My name is Frankie Fiermonti, and joining me are my co-hosts, Tony Voza. Yo. Tony Bellata. What's up, everybody? Joe Diegas. What's up? And making his triumphant return to the podcast, Steven Signore's back, everybody. Yay! Howdy! Yay! The return of the howdy. The howdy's back. And Steven, I, I'm a little upset, though, that you stole my thunder. I missed last week, too, and I came back this week, but nobody cares anymore. <laughs> No, Tony, well, you were on for if, your one-minute drills. Don't worry. Yeah, if man, we're being sure. real honest, Tony has been gone for about the same amount of time that I have because <laughs> he's been working during his busy season this whole time. And he just gets on, stares at his screen. Anytime the word Mets comes up, he like it's like a spidey sense that tingles, and then he goes back to his work. So well, nice welcome back to – Not wrong. Nice Pretty welcome accurate. back to Tony Cohen, too. I, I mean <laughs> – Steven just told us that he doesn't listen anymore, but he just nailed the fucking entire <laughs> dynamic. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, that he doesn't listen. <laughs> or that he isn't on. I, while, I while listen to the group <laughs> chat. I listen yeah, to the listen group to chat. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Jack Flaherty. And, I, I mean, I guess this, does this count as Steven's, like, winning the fucking, the, winning the mm. NCAA no, because he gets to the, so. he gets to run the whole episode. No, no, no I don't. Should we even is, do that? Because I came in like 14th place. Doesn't matter. This goes to show that we're Doesn't all just, we have a man total of dog in honor right here. Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. They don't know that. Even I only finished in front of someone who didn't fill out the bracket. <laughs> hey, look, I'm gonna be honest with our listeners. Okay, I'm not gonna tell them. I oh oh, I came in first out of the podcast, so I came in first place. I had freaking Illinois winning, and I was like, you know what? All these other number one seeds are going to suck. Illinois is, Illinois is going to kill it. And then freaking Loyola Chicago again with their bullshit. Um, also, okay. I don't – did we did, did, did we ever bring up the fact that Loyola Chicago's coach, who, like, was going to build the program like Mark Few, left to go to fucking Oklahoma out of all, out of all places? Like, that's – I don't think we either here nor that. there. No, we some, only talk about loyal, great a bullshit. We only talk about loyal to Chicago in regards to Sister Jean. That's all it gets brought up. Well, yeah. we're not going to be seeing anything from them after that coach left. So I thought Steve was going to say we're going to go something else. <laughs> no, no, oh no, one of us has already said that Sister Jean is going to die. We're not going to do it again. No, I didn't say she was going to die. I said <laughs> I think that oh, yeah. dead already. <laughs> I Air, sure I thought Steve point, was Frank. going. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. Frank. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. All right. So this isn't Steven's NCAA episode. <laughs> this is just happens to be the two things that fucking Steve wants to talk about on the episode he's back. So, uh, and now he's off screen. Where the fuck did he go? We were just about to get into it. Well, Joe's running it, so. I mean, I have to cut so much anyway. We might as well wait for it to get back. You're never going to cut any of this either. <laughs> uh, no, because um, I think this was too funny to cut. <laughs> I'll cut, like, the silence that just happened for the last 20 seconds. Did you just uh, call out, call me out? 
I yes. called you out for walking away as soon as I was going to intro your favorite fucking sport. Womp. But Cohen calls well, him out for I don't never know. cutting well, it out. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite fucking sport anymore because my favorite fucking sport just like said to all the fans and the players and the coaches and everybody else except themselves, go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, unless fuck. you're a real, unless you're a real fan like me, uh, no, <laughs> you since since you're the the current host of soccer until Stephen officially reclaims his role. What the fuck is going on? With goddamn soccer. This is why nobody likes soccer. Because they do bullshit like this. A lot more people are liking soccer who've never been involved with soccer because of the chaos. But in a, a nutshell, there is uh, there were rumors, and now it's confirmed that there is now a Super League. They're already having the initials of ESL, which is Europa Super League. And there are 12, cons- 12 confirmed teams at the moment. So you have AC Milan. Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Real Madrid, and Tottenham. So there's a lot that's going on with it. There was, at least, like I said, at a high level, the whole point of this was they wanted to have a competitive league that was happening in conjunction with these teams playing in their domestic league. So the proposal was for them to play midweek matches and kind of still follow along with that. Uh, FIFA and UEFA have not been pleased with it, to say the least. There have been a lot That's of putting cl- it nicely. Yeah, I know. Well, there, there's a lot of claims going out about the teams that are currently in the Champions League. It would be banning players from international um, and all other domestic leagues, though. So uh, that that is it at a high level. But I think we will all jump into the discussion. But I'm going to pass it over to Steve first, because I know I was I was messaging him separately about this as an Arsenal fan. And then uh, with me as a Chelsea fan with Tony. Um, you have Cohen, who's kind of a Tottenham fan, and then Frankie, who just supports a team that's not a super team. So, uh, <laughs> Tony wait, hold is on, kind hold of on. a Tottenham fan. Fra- okay, Fra- time out. Frankie, time out. Go ahead, Steve. Yell, yell about Tony being. No, a I, I was, I was going to defend you. You, you can't say that Tony is kind of a Tottenham fan when you're right. I'm a diehard Tottenham. Now fan. he doesn't even. <laughs> he doesn't now he doesn't even know the name of of his current manager because Mourinho got sacked. But Frankie has been like the most diligent supporter probably out of any of us in this group. Probably even more than me. The fact that like he's learned that quickly, all the players' names, like all the rules of soccer. And he continues to still say that he hates it, but he he loves it so, so deeply inside. So Frankie, like you, we got to give you way more credit and we can't say that Tony's kind of a Tottenham fan. That's like saying I'm kind of a Yankee fan. On counterpoint. First of all, first of all, counterpoint. Counterpoint first. You're a baseball fan. Shut up. Tony, counterpoint. Point That'll order. be fun for me. My counterpoint is, if anything, I became a bigger Tottenham fan, fan because I am now going to know the name of the former coach and current coach of the club. <laughs> oh, my God. In all fairness, uh, that is Jesus. more than I know. <laughs> I don't know who was did before David Moyes. I have no idea. Manuel, yes. Manuel Pellegrini. But to, uh, to, I'll bring, remember to bring that it back, to, to, rein, to rein it in, rein it in, uh, I feel like Joe's synopsis of that was like from the most calm, yeah, like calmest, neutral Too position. Nice. Like in in really angry soccer fan terms, it's basically all those big clubs said, you know, fuck Champions League, 
they don't give us enough money and we have to share it with all these little clubs. And then for the teams that don't make it, like Arsenal and Tottenham, they don't make – actually, yeah, then they don't make Champions League. Manchester United didn't make Champions League, or they did, but they lost in the knockout round, so they're not going to get access to that money. They're like, fuck it. Instead of us having to like actually compete for a spot and compete for money, we're just going to make our own league where we get $300 million a year just for the hell of it, just because we're part of the league. I fucking and so they basically said, it. fuck merit, fuck tradition, because European soccer, both European soccer, World Cup, which now they can't participate in, has been around for ages. Like, it's just tradition. And they just threw tradition out the window. The delusion, um, the delusion of, like, like, Real Madrid's president just gave a press conference where he's like, we're saving football. Like, no, you're not. You're fucking killing it by doing this. Like... They're they're acting like yeah, La Liga won't suffer. Premier League, like those clubs are gonna die. Those hey, leagues hey, hey, will hey, die hey. without it. One Frankie, Frankie, West Ham ah. and all them can't survive without the money of Man U, Man City, Liverpool, all the big clubs. They won't survive. I, I'm not saying is, anything. I'm just saying that it'll be nice to go out on top. That's it. Which is why, like, you have Boris fucking John. All the politicians are coming out like, no, we're gonna kill this. Like, we're gonna kill it. Um. The Ameri- um, Americans, of course, are ca- catching flack for this being our fault because all of, it's all our all, all the Americans. It's all owners, Americans, yeah. All American the, owners all who are fucking doing fucking this. Fucking Stan Kroenke, then. Kroenke, John Henry, fucking like they're asshole. all the Glazers. Oh. They're all sitting there and like, I, who was I listening to um, today? Uh, he was fucking a former Man U player and he works for Sky Sports now. Oh, um, Gary Neville. Gary Neville's he, been yeah. so Gary awesome. Gary Neville on the pod- on his podcast went off. Like, talk, he was yeah. fucking pissed. Which I'm happy about it, man. Like, him and uh, Ian Wright's, like, a really big pundit. And he said, like, shame on Arsenal for doing it. And, I, like, Herrera came out too. I'll get, I'll get into it a little bit a little bit later. But, like, Arsenal specifically, as an Arsenal fan, I'm I'm so absolutely pissed about about it. I, I just – I just think from a from a broad level, like Joe, like what you said, it's just gonna kill like soccer as we know it. Like you have so much pride if your team wins the league, and now it's it's gonna be as if like it does doesn't even matter anymore. Because well, let's because it's not like for what we're fighting is. for the top four. Like it like the top four doesn't even matter anymore. Like with all these teams, they're just gonna be fighting for the league, and then if they have no chance to win. In the league, it's like okay, we can rest our players because none of this matters. Who cares to me, about the prize it. money from the Premier League? Because you're just going to get all that money from the European Super League based off of what they're going to negotiate as far as TV rights and, and and other parts of their deal. Yeah, they're saying um, like JP kills the finance. Um, JP Morgan's financing like, this like whole three hundred sixty million like per team. Mm-hmm. I think that may have been. Well, let's call it for what this yeah, is. This isn't about that. saving football. This is about money. This is about greed. This is yeah. about the teams, the, these big teams. I mean, the Real Madrid president said it. Real Madrid's lost like $400 million in the last like two years because of coronavirus. Like mm-hmm. everybody's suffering. Like nobody feels bad for you, Real Madrid. Like all I'm hearing about is Barcelona being in debt because of everything and they need this money for their stadium and they need it to keep Messi around. And I think, like, Chelsea and Man City kind of, from what the reports were saying today, they were, like, kind of iffy about the, going into the Super League. But, like, they basically were like, well, if 
these other four teams, the other four teams told them, well, you're either in or you're out and we'll leave you behind if you're not. And they were kind of like, well, if you they leave, like we're going to be financially fucked. Um, so we might as well just jump in there with them. Um, what, what's crazy to me is like you have now the UEFA president going after the Juventus president and the Real Madrid president going after the UEFA president. Um, it's a lot of like corrupt people going after each other, it seems like which is hysterical because it's just like, who's, who's dumber. Um, it's the dog chasing its tail. Yeah. I'm still of the opinion. I like, I think this, I don't know if FIFA and UF are actually going to do it, but the threat of making these players of telling these players they can't play for the national team will be what kills the super league. If it is, because like these players are going to yeah. want to play for their yeah. country still. And if they can't, they're just well, going to go, fuck it. it I'm going to go for a different team. Well, it depends. Like, if you have a Gareth Bale who plays for Wales and he knows, well, I guess now with the new European Championships, they're just expanding everything. But if you play for a team that's not like a France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Portugal, and you don't have a realistic chance of of winning those tournaments, then you're not going to want to, like, like you'd much rather take all the money coming from those big clubs and play in the Super League and make a shit ton of money and have whatever glory comes with this new this but, new competition or uh, the tail the end side, of your Steve. career or if you're on the tail end of it like a Ronaldo or a Messi where like you've had your World Cups though they're looking to just get the paycheck instead of like representing their country one more time you'll get those players who've like had their fair share of appearances but that's mm-hmm. the thing like you think like I like Pulisic will be a guy like I think Pulisic's a big like I want the USA to be successful yeah and he'll leave Chelsea like and I think the man you mm-hmm. the man you players were all like like I think a report came out like they're pissed like they're yeah, not happy Bruno, about this. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Um, well, no one. Well, no one knew about this. Like no, Klopp even came Klopp out, came and, out. That, and that's the most spineless part of it all is that the owners are hiding behind their managers and making them take all these questions in press conferences about something that they had no say over. They didn't know about it until like the morning of. Supposedly, a report came out that. Um, like Arteta and like all the Arsenal players didn't know about this either. Cause you got to remember that like the rumors came out about the super league while Arsenal was playing in the morning. Yeah. So I'm watching Arsenal. And then at the end of the game, like they started talking about the super league and I was like, what the fuck? And I started well, like going on Twitter and searching everything up. And then by the end of the night, it was announced the Liverpool, like uh, the, the fans like pulled all their like flags down and stuff from the stadium. And Klopp was kind of like, yeah. listen, I, I, I get it. I get you guys are upset, but like, don't take it out on us. We didn't fucking know about it. Like we have no say. Over well, which this. is the hardest part. Cause it's like, at what point do like, you separate? Right, the you get you, I get players, the, fans being the players pissed. and the staff from the owners. Like, I get the fans still being like, all right, like, that's fine. But, like, we're not going to support a club that, like, doesn't give a shit about us. Yeah, I think the other that's side of so it. That's so spineless. Yeah, I think the other side of it where when I first heard the reports, I was thinking, like, okay, this is, like, in addition to, like, all the other competitions that we would be a part of. So, when I think as a Chelsea fan, they're still in the Carabao Cup. They're still FA. They can do Champions League, like, all of that. And then once I got into it more, it's like, no, no, they're breaking away from it. And I think what we take for granted with a lot of our clubs with being bigger clubs is let's just take the FA Cup, for instance. Like you have teams where their their day jobs are like working like in the mines or, or a plumbing job or construction. And they make it in the third round of the FA Cup and they draw against like, let's say, Liverpool. So they are now going to like Anfield, like 60,000 people 
and they're playing there. So like something that they dreamed of that they're doing. So it's the other side of the small clubs, which I'm happy Leeds came out in that game against Liverpool wearing those shirts about like, um, I think it's for the fans as footballs for the fans. And I think that's something that being a Chelsea fan, like we take advantage, not take advantage of, but take for granted, like some of these smaller teams where like they strive to play those teams. You have a Leicester city where they're the small team that then in 2016 come out and win it all. That was the best story in sports in the last probably like 10 years, like every like 5,001 odd team going and winning the championship. Like everybody was fucking talking about that. And these clubs are scared of that. It's just ridiculous. And um, Gary Neville said it best. Like you brought it up, Joe. Like he was like, you're robbing these smaller teams of the ability to go play it in Anfield, go play at old Trafford, like go play at San Siro. If they make the champions league or go play like in Barcelona or Real Madrid, like at these big clubs. And it's like, Nope, like we're we're gonna be greedy fucks and go do what we unless want. you get invited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and so and that's one of the biggest things that American owners gave. Frank, Frankie, let me just make this point really quick. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that the American soccer owner has brought to England, which is fuck the fans. Like you see, like all these teams that move cities and they don't care and they just lay waste to economies of entire cities, like with what Spanos did with San Diego, with the Chargers. That was some spineless shit. Same thing with Stan Kroenke with St. Louis moving to L.A., spineless. Um, There was that whole Al Davis versus the NFL, 30 for 30. Did you guys watch that one on ESPN? I think it's the latest one that they came out with. It was earlier this year. It was really good. I didn't realize how, how, how much of a trailblazer he was in moving teams, but just that like no care in the world for the city and the fans and all the care in the world for the business and the, and the, and the buck is like probably the worst thing that could have happened to English football. Cause you know, like in the UK football is tribal. And for us, it's just like, Oh yeah, they're talking about this team leaving St. Louis and they're going to go to LA. Who cares? They're still going to be playing football. Like we, it's not as tribal for us. Like American football is more of a business than anything. Well, like, so, I mean, the other side of America, like, the American owners have, like, they hate relegation, and they, they can't stand it. And, like, we always, like, I always have this conversation. I would love if fucking our sports had relegation, but the billionaire owners would never allow it. And you see that that's exactly what this Super League is. It's like, oh, we don't want to ever have to worry about being relegated. When, in fact, none of these 12 teams, when was the last time any of them were really even in danger of being relegated? Um, by the Arsenal. way, <laughs> besides the year with Arsenal, yeah, Chelsea a few years ago, but like, yeah, Chelsea was pretty but, close. They came in tenth that year, a bunch of years ago. But even then, it's you got to come in what eighteenth, nineteenth, or twentieth. Tenth yeah. is how far off from that? That's a far way off. Uh, that was the kind of what I was the point I was going to make, Voza, is that I don't even think it's the relegation thing as much as it's it comes off as these teams are just being crybabies about not being a top four team and not being able to get into champions league and try to make that extra money. So that it, it comes off as very like spoiled where it's like, Hey, we're a top four team every year, but like, God forbid, we're not for like two years in a row. We're not going to make all that extra money. So now we're going to go make it the other way. Okay. That's some spoiled brat shit that I, I cannot fuck around with. But like, let's just put, let's just call a spade a spade. 
now what? Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham are going to fight to be the last three teams. Uh, they're going to fight for 14th, 15th, and 16th place uh, every year in the Super League. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just now you're going to be a well, shit team in the Super but, League. But you don't know how it's going to take out. And they're going to have plenty of money, too, to spend in, in transfers. But to go back, uh, Frankie, Not if they get I'll, banned. I'll reveal my Arsenal point. The reason why I'm so mad about Arsenal – is because they're not one of those teams that's in the top four all the time, like a Manchester City or a Manchester United, where it's like, all right, well, we always make top four. We know that we go into UEFA. And, and let's be honest, like, UEFA is coming out and, like, shouting, like, like, fuck you guys, like, you're making the Super League. But UEFA and FIFA is just as much corrupt and a monopoly as 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 any other sports enterprise in the world. Um and you could see that by the fact that the World Cup is being held in the in fucking Qatar. winter in yeah. Qatar, where all these people have fucking died and no one's reported anything. Uh, so there you go for UEFA and FIFA. But to get back to the, to, to Arsenal, all of these other clubs have ambition. Liverpool won the Champions League. Uh, well, I guess except for Tottenham. Tottenham is probably the only other team that's below Arsenal with – why they're even in this thing in the first place because they have no history and they or even like trophies. Their best their yeah, their best season was like fourth place. Um like not really even contending for the title. Um but Arsenal has had a very big history. Like I fell in love with them with like Arsene Wenger and what he did before, the Invincibles, the doubles, and then like the Liverpool, like the Liverpool Arsenal game in 88, 89 for the championship, like go down in history is like probably the second best finish to a season. Uh, Aguero's goal obviously being the first. But ever since Stan Kroenke became the owner, it has just been total regression from Arsenal where we became club that's ambitious to a club that just stays in the champions league because of Arsene Wenger and the fact that he takes these young kids and like turns them into champions league teams to forcing Arsene Wenger out and putting all of like the, like the bad onus on him and like having him take all the questions about why don't we spend this money? Why don't, why do we sell these players, our captains to premier league rivals? And it's not his decision. He's just fucking coaching the team at this point. Uh, obvious regression of us not being in the champions league for the last four years. And then we just fucking send it in. And it's like, let's not try and compete. Let's just do this fucking league. So we can just make more money. And Stan Kroenke just can take all that money, not put it in the team, not put it in the club and just take it for himself. And I, it's just, it's so frustrating. Cause I fell in love with like the way that the club played and like what Arsene Wenger stood for and what he wanted Arsenal to stand for. And then looking back on the history and it's this is with all of our clubs now. Looking back on the history and what all those past players have said, what the club stands for, what the game means to them, and now it just doesn't mean anything. Like it's just a fucking money grab. There's no, yeah. there's no like, there's no passion anymore. On the so, money side, one thing to note, and it's kind of Arsenal related. With I don't know if you saw Ozil's comment on yeah, on this, good for him. League. So good like, for him. I think the other thing with the money is that they're thinking that yes, in theory, as a soccer fan, like it's enticing to know that like a team like Chelsea can play other teams like a Real Madrid, like a Juventus more, or not only just in the champions league, but play in this competition. So they're thinking from a money grab perspective, that's going to draw the ratings. But what they don't understand is 
the excitement of that is knowing that they only play potentially. Right, they're taking the fun out of it. They take yeah, the fun like out of it. If you're seeing like a Champions League draw and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, Juventus could possibly draw Real Madrid and Ronaldo could go back to Real Madrid. Like you're just going to get that every year. And the first year, it'll be great. Like we're all going to love it. I'm going to I'm going to love watching it if it happens. And then the second year, it's like, all right, well, here like, we okay, go. we're just oh, we got to play, we got to play Juve again, and then it, and then it even makes like El Clasico and the Manchester Derby exactly like said. like nothing, like non-existent because they're going to play each other like seven times in a year between um, the Copa del Rey and the league and this European Super League. So going going back to something, so Joe, you said like oh, like Chelsea, like they're breaking away, like the like the. Real Madrid president thinks that they're still going to be able to play in La Liga, in Copa del Rey, and all that, no problem, which is an absolute joke to think that they're going to be able to play because that's 38 games in Super League and 38 games in La Liga. Like, yeah, okay, bro. Sure, no problem. Um, And then you have the – so let's talk about currently because our team is still in Champions League and three of the four finalists are – Super League teams now, and in Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Man City, um, are they gonna? Don't, don't, don't forget back. about the NIT. Don't are forget about the NIT. Back. And Arsenal is with the NIT, and, and, Man- and Manchester United. And Manchester too, United is on the other side. Are they gonna kick them out of the Champions League? And does PSG just get an automatic win? They're saying they'll have some statement coming out by Friday on on what's going to happen there. I'm also thinking. I know this is airing on Wednesday. Like, is Chelsea going to play their game? Tuesday against Brighton at this point. I know they let Liverpool play today, but I there's just so much unknown. And I think, as I think Stephen was alluding to, like this is all happening behind closed doors. So it, these mm-hmm. these players are are trying to react to it, but for the most part, a lot of these pr- players, I don't think I've heard a player say that this is like a positive in any way, shape, or form. I think every yeah. player has said something negative about it for different reasons. Like you yeah. had Herrera who said it about like the whole dream is like I like I think he started at, at Athletic Club. So like starting at a team like that and building your way up to those teams is like the dream. Now you're just taking that away for it. So I there, there's a lot that that needs to still happen. There is no there is no uh, there's an out of I forgot who, who was the Atalanta player came out today and he fucking ripped he ripped the Super League like he was basically like they're just a bunch of cowards like like this is just a I joke. I didn't see that. I didn't see that one. I saw James Milner. James Milner did come out, and that's the first player that I've seen that's from one of the Super League teams that came out. And he said, "I don't, I don't like it, and I don't. I hope it doesn't happen." Which. Also, how do you do this without Bayern and PSG? Well, PSG said no. No. Uh, then, so Real Madrid president uh, again. We which, don't know. Which, I don't he know. came out and it's said, bullshit. "He said yeah. PSG how did you not ask PSG." He said PSG hasn't European been invited. Team. He said Bayern was invited, and so was I, Dortmund. And, and so I was Dortmund. Now, I was reading tweets. I don't Leipzig know. Said, Leipzig said, "Leipzig said, fuck you guys. We're not doing this." Yeah, but Leipzig I'm, said no from the get-go. I'm pretty sure that the German league has a rule where owners can't own more than 49 percent of the club. So then the fans and the other shareholders would have 51 percent. So then owners can't act like a Stan Kroenke or Florentino Perez. I'll be a good rule. Are acting so real? Like while it's a, one of those. Oh, they rejected it. If that's if if that is in fact true, who knows? Maybe they would maybe they would be in it. Um, I wonder who the other three teams would be though. If it's not 
so, PSG, Bayern, Dortmund. Like, who the hell so, else would? So he join? was um, he was commenting on it. He's like, yeah, like the twelve teams are the founding members were the important ones. He goes, and then maybe you know we'll let in a Roma or a Napoli, uh, and yeah. like yeah, we'll like he see. said, they could they could possibly be a second tier of the. Super hey, can we also say like? I, I know we touched on Arsenal. Like, why the fuck is Inter Milan in this over Roma? Like, Roma should be the team. No, Inter Milan, Inter Milan. You don't take both Milan teams, I don't think. Yeah, you do. Don't Absolutely. Fuck Inter Milan. Fuck them. They're the they're the I mean, rejects. They're... they're the Mets of the of Milan. Tony's Ooh, face. I don't know about that. <laughs> Watch. That's your a lot mouth. different. That's a lot different because like the Yankees have been perennial and the Mets have been like. 1986 and all right, all right fine. They're the Islanders. Like the Islanders, technically, have it's just no, as but many like they've both but... been pretty successful. It's just that AC Milan is obviously yeah, the they're the bigger club. club. I like, I think they should. It's taken not Roma. like one of these. It's like one of like one of these. I, like Inter Milan. I just I would have taken. I would have if I was going to. I would have said Juve, AC, and Roma. I don't know. I think Roma's taking a big step down recently know, Roma's which, just like, it's all recency bias too because fucking yeah. tottenham made it into this thing and if you want to talk about like the past tottenham should be lower than fucking west ham right leicester city oh, didn't oh. even get an invite hey. which is a joke steve i got a question for you i know yeah. we were talking about how back in 09 arson wenger was like talking yeah. about this the fucking uh, wizard is your is your theory that like they've been talking with him as a consultant about how they were going to make this happen? Since no, he, no, he called no, it. No, because he holds a high position in FIFA. He would never have spoken to them. And also, I did. I read his book, and like the way that he thinks about soccer and like not only soccer but life. There's no way in hell he would have like done this Super League. Like, I feel no like you would have had a vendetta no against way. him if he had like any say with that. Because I agree. It's, it's I would have been super like fucking pissed. Joe or Steve, I would have been you, so mad. Can oh you explain God. to me? Because, like, the, the a lot of the Super League teams, like, argument is that this new UEFA Champions League format is going to kill football. What's the new format? I know they're going from 32 to 36 teams. Um, yeah, like, that's all what's I saw. The new, and, what's the new and, format? And see, that is, that is the only – it is 36 teams. It's the same thing that it was before. It's just 36 teams now. Yeah, it's the same thing. They're just expanding it. So I oh think the concern God. is that it's like they're trying to say it's like saturating the competition. But if anything, it's four fucking teams. Yeah, if, if anything, it's it's making it a better competition because you're having more representation in this. And I think, like honestly, like it, it should keep expanding. Like I I don't see the issue with it. You have all these clubs. You have soccer where we we say that this, as much as this this podcast, soccer is definitely the sport that isn't on the top tier as the other sports that we follow. But as much as we don't want to like agree with it, like European soccer has been huge and MLS. Yeah. It's still nowhere near like how our other American sports are, but it it is, but it is getting a better recognition because of it. So bless Mm -hmm. you, Frankie. So that's the other side of it is that (laughs) soccer is trying to stay as competitive as possible from a viewing standpoint. And as we all know, where the money lies is, is in the European side. So the amount of money that is thrown at these players and at these clubs are ridiculous. When you even look at it in comparison to a lot of our 
um, sports within the U.S. Like when you're thinking about like the Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys, like you have like players who are making so much money, not only off their contracts, but across like other sponsorship deals that they have. So they know the money is there, which is where the corruptness is coming from with all of these American owners of these European teams. So I have I have two points, by the way. The, my My two quick points are one. You just mentioned the corruptness, uh, and it reminded me that I wanted to get this point across. I am going to, as a diehard soccer hater and a West Ham fan, I'm going to love all these behind-door meetings that happen until Friday, and then Friday they come out and I'm like, yeah, Super League's happening, because they all get their payoff under the table behind closed doors. I cannot wait. I also can't wait till all these players leave these teams when they find out that they're not making any more money, that their contract stands for there's a salary Because there's a salary cap. Yeah. There's a salary cap or they say, well, you're under contract to the team. So these extra games, we can't negotiate your contract to give you more money until even though these games just got added. So now you're going to play twice as mm-hmm. much and make the same amount of money. No, fucking I want another $500 million or I want mm-hmm. another fucking $250 million if I'm going to play 38 more games or 40 more games or th- even 30 more games. I want more money. That's going to be fun when the players are like, oh, what? We're not getting a fucking pay bump. Are you kidding me? That's going to so, be the best part. I'm interested to see what UEFA says because right one, because champions league, and two, because Euro Cup is this summer, and are they going to try and institute the rule where if you're on one of these fucking teams, you're not playing for the national team? Like, well, they've already how, said that. Well, no, like if they're going to try and enforce Which it. leaves because, the players like, in a shit spot. Because right, because the players no didn't have a choice. Some of these players are going to be able to get out of those teams by that by that time. Right. It's, all, it's so funny because everybody's like Germany. Germany is definitely going to win the Euros because right, <laughs> all exactly. their like all their players come from German clubs except for Tony Kroos. So, so that's one thing, the only guy that won't be able to play for them. That's one thing I'm interested in. And then the other thing is all the funny things that have come out of this. One Ajax being like we stand firmly against the Super League. Like I'm sorry, nobody gives a fuck what you guys say. About <laughs> we'll this we'll keep taking your players. Don't worry. Yeah, that's like fine. okay, cool, no that's problem. Like, we got to shout them out because shout out to Martin and his boy Shad Khan. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar owner and the the owner of Fulham who was like, yeah, we're standing with the 13 other teams that we're in the premier league with and fuck these guys. Like we want to uphold the sanctity of the game. And it's like, Fulham just doesn't want to get relegated this year. Yeah. yeah, It's like, dude, you might not like, never mind champions league or, or fucking super league. You might be in whatever the fucking second tier is. So there was that. There was the um, all the flat, like ricochet shots that Arsenal and Tottenham were getting. Like, uh, like oh look, it's Arsenal trying to fucking convert all their FA Cups into Super League titles. Um, Which I don't get that. Like, if, if anything, say more shit about AC Milan because they fell off even more than Arsenal did. That is true. That's fair, but uh, like so that and then and we're on, we're the, on the up. We're on the up, man. We have Arteta. He's he's gonna bring us back to the promised land. Him, him and his fucking zero years of managerial experience. We're playing different formations every single week, and we're just buying players just because we feel like it. But yeah, we're we're on the up. We're on the up. And then and then my favorite one is this is the United States uh, long term plan to actually winning the World Cup <laughs> by just getting <laughs> all these players banned from playing for their national teams. Well, it sucks all right. Though, because all, all right, boys, here's what we're gonna do. Those teams. All right, boys. Here's what we're gonna do. Oh, they're gonna call home the boys. We're, like, Polisovsky, I go go back to Germany. No, not even that. We're gonna get a 
bunch of rich dudes, and they're all going to buy European soccer teams. Then they're all going to defect, and it's going to take us 50 years for it to happen. But guess what? In 2032, USA, USA. <laughs> no, we don't have that long. 20, don't we have 2026? Uh, no, you really, even in this fantasy, they're not going to be good until fucking 3032. Jesus Christ. No, but like, so that's my thing though. Like, you know, Polisic's going to leave Chelsea, right, Joe? Like, yeah. No oh, chance down. he stays now. Like, he'll go you'll back to him, Germany. You'll have Destel leave um, Barcelona. Like, the Americans, like, I feel like the Americans more Dude, than anyone. Everyone's going to leave. No, I know. I agree. Like, but I, 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 I forgot who said it. I, Joe, you might have said it. Like, I, I agree. I think me, guys like Messi and Ronaldo might just be like, fuck it. Like, we're, we're probably like, well, we're done really Mons, anyway. Like, we'll just make our fucking money. No. Like, you know, Ronaldo, me, like Messi, shit. the one thing that Messi shit. hasn't won is an international trophy. Yeah, but right, Messi is going to leave Barcelona to go to like PSG or something. Well, no. Well, you have Zlatan who'll stay because play for Argentina. Argentina. Ronaldo won't leave. Ronaldo's like, I have my Euro Cup. Like, I ain't going to win the World Cup with Portugal, so I'll stay. I don't know, man. You, you guys, you guys underestimate the power of, like, a, a player wanting to – like, just what Ander Herrera said about, like, you grow up and you dream of these things. Or Mesut Ozil. Like, these guys dreamed of playing for their countries probably way before Ronaldo – like but where are they going go? for Juventus? But, and, but oh, also PSG and Bayern and Dortmund and West Ham and Leicester Steve, City. Steve, here's the flip side though. This I is going like, to totally change. But soccer. those teams don't have like the Ronaldo and Messi money. Like Bayern that's, and PSG might. That's it, Steve. I think you're underestimating. Like doesn't matter. Yes, people might be underestimating like the 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 passion to win for your your home country. But I think you're underestimating the power that $500 million has because $500 uh, million you're gonna is tell me. stuff And to competition, away. too. Yeah, That's but the other if, thing. If you, like, if you think about it. If you're going to tell me the MLS kick, is going to start kick, dumping cash. If they kick those teams out of the Premier League and the Premier League keeps those same TV rights and they have the same amount of money that goes to those clubs, those clubs are going to make way more money than they did before on the Premier League TV rights. Yeah, Because both, the yeah. TV rights have already been locked in for the like Premier West League. They can't renegotiate this. I was going to keep watching those games. It's the, it's the, it's knowing that on a given weekend, you're going to watch three of those top six teams. I hey, mean, 10 years ago, did you think you were going to be watching Manchester City week in, week out with crazy players on their team? Leicester City. And fucking Pep Guardiola as their manager. But that's the thing, Steve. I think the. I and then with PSG, are... like five or six years ago, it like, it like, it, it'll, it'll be a slow roll, but we're not really going to see the repercussions of this for. Other clubs, not the big ones. The big ones, we'll, we'll see it within a year or two. But if this does happen and they kick them out of their leagues, we'll see like a, like a West Ham in like four or five years' time building massive teams that have players that want to play in World Cups, if it does stay that way. So, Steve and Joe, I'll ask you guys this since like you're the like, like, yeah, I'm a Chelsea fan, but like, Steve – are you going to – if Arsenal gets kicked out of EPL and Joe, if Chelsea gets kicked out of EPL, are you guys going to pick new teams to root for? Or are you going to follow them in the Super League? Joe and I have NYCFC to fall back. No, I know we have <laughs> NYCFC, but Ooh. I'm serious about the Premier League. Are you going to get a new team or are you going to follow them in the Super League? I don't well, know I- if I can follow them because I, I think it's easier to, to follow Chelsea as a fan to the Super League because you've been living with – a Roman Abram- Abramovich back 
Chelsea for the last 20 years. And like, this is just more of the same. This is almost just like the next level for Chelsea. Cause Chelsea, Chelsea too, didn't really have a history. Roman Abramovich bought the club, poured a shit ton of money into it. Within two years, they won the league with like, I think, I think they spent like the, the most amount of money. They spent like 20 plus million on each position when he took over. So they went from like a shit team, to like basically grabbing all these players from the other clubs in London. Like Frank, I don't know if you know this, but Frank Lampard was like West Ham's like Declan Rice before Chelsea yeah. bought him and he became a Chelsea legend. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea that Arsenal is like an entirely different thing because we're not like the oil money where like a rich owner bought us. And also we became ambitious, a rich owner bought us and he just, ran us into the ground with the shit uh shit recruitment uh changed the like the structure of the club multiple times like just totally ran us into the ground where i don't know if i like i'd still follow and see what they're doing but i wouldn't watch every game like i do i wouldn't like look up transfers come the summertime like i wouldn't i would be a fan from afar and i hope that they do well but i wouldn't want to be part of like right. the club, you turn into no, a casual. Knowing yes, that yes. this was knowing that this was not stemmed from like the coaches or the players, that is where I can still support Chelsea, especially if this is something where they can win a trophy in. Now, if this was something where there was more motive of the players and the coaching staff, like wanting to go with this, that's where I would have been like, no, I can't get behind that. But because that this was owner driven, that's why. I still am a fan because from what I'm hearing with like the players and the coaches, like they don't want to go over to this. This was not the intention. Now, like I said, if it was stemmed with the players and the coaches, I would like break off allegiance with Chelsea because it's not why fans support soccer. It's a different type of fandom. As much as we say, like, I know like we're all like avid fans or fanatics or whatever the term you want to use of our teams in the U S though, soccer, it's on a different level, just on the base of like, the I, I would say this, I think from the way that Tony Cohen is with like Mets on like that emotional attachment, like that's what it comes with on soccer, no matter who your team is. It's just like you live, you breathe, you die with like what your team does. I name um, my fucking dog after the, my hockey team. Well, yeah, I know. But we, we haven't even spoken about <laughs> hockey on this podcast, too. Oh, that's because none of you give a shit about it besides I, me. Yeah, I talk about hockey with you. If the, the ra- if the Rangers were better, I'd care. I mean, they keep they're, if they keep playing the, the Devils, youngest best teams, they're going to be amazing in two years. Yeah, they're literally going to be amazing. Yeah, guess who's going to talk about hockey in two years then? <laughs> Me. But no, I, I think, like I said, if this was stemmed, if this was something that the players was the motive on on moving it over, I would say fuck that. That's not that, that that's not why these players like go to these clubs. Like, yeah, you get a good paycheck, but they want to play in front of the fans because they're supporting them. No fan of these teams are supporting what they're doing right now but they also know that it's not driven by the players or the coaching staff. It's driven by these corrupt owners. No, that's fair. I just wanted to like, cause for me, like, yeah, I enjoy watching Chelsea and like, they're my EPL team, but like, uh, I don't, I don't think I would have too much of a, I would be like, all right, well, they're out of the EPL. So I guess like, I mean, my new team would be like like if the Yankees, like, like not the Yankees, because when, when the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn, a lot of those fans became Met fans when the Mets came, or in, or they went and became Yankee fans. So like, I, like I get. So here's the problem with that, Voza. My my only issue with that is th- that happening back then 
was when games weren't on TV. So it, it was harder to okay, find. What about Brooklyn? What do you talk? What do you mean? The Nets. Uh, the Nets. T- tell me an actual Nets fan that wasn't a New Jersey Nets fan. Stop. Stop with that. Don't give me that. An act, a legitimate Nets fan that wasn't like a New York Nets fan and then a New so Jersey like, Nets fan. If and you're an Oakland Nets fan. If you're an Oakland Raiders fan or if you were a St. Louis Rams fan, right? Are you a Las Vegas Raiders fan and a Los Angeles Rams fan? I mean, hey, my brother is my brother. Was I know. Is your brother? Well, yeah, but he's your brother is—he's still a fan. I mean, like, right. he's a, I, I don't he think is a, a casual. Deal for your brother. How about this? He, if 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 Arsenal did move to the Super League, I would be how my brother is with the Chargers. Yeah. To a well, T. Does barely pays attention. It's like we'll like come a week later and be like, "Oh, did you guys see that we signed that defensive back?" And I'm like, "Scott, they signed that guy a week ago." Oh, all right. Like if the Yankees move to a different I guess team, the state. I don't know if I would still be a Yankees fan, like, but like I don't know if that would mean I would want to go be a Mets fan, like. But it's also different. Miserable. It's also different because we're not we're not there, you know. Like my brother probably didn't care as much because he's not like like he's from San Diego and grew up a Chargers fan in San right. Diego, That's and then I'm they saying. leave your town. Like it, like if the Packers left Green Bay, I would be fucking heartbroken because that's like the one team that should never leave ever, ever, ever. But if it was like the Flyers leaving Philadelphia or the Ma- the Mavericks leaving Dallas, it's not going to hurt me as much because I'm you don't live all there. the way in New York. Like right. it doesn't well, affect me. And like I, I'm pretty much alone in my fandoms outside of outside of baseball. And well, the other I, thing I to think- it. it- Oh, go ahead, Frankie. Sorry. I think that's a huge thing with the soccer teams too, though, is they're so tied to the communities that they're right. where those yes. stadiums are and the communities yes. that they are, that it is like they're getting stabbed in the back because how many people do you think grew up near where Arsenal played? Yeah, absolutely. Where, where well, that's the, the biggest thing. Like that team played and like would walk outside and see their stadium when they're getting ready to go to work or they're getting ready to go to school. And yeah. it's so ingrained in their – like I don't think – American yeah. sports, as crazy as we could get about American sports, it pales in comparison to how ingrained in soccer fans' DNA their team is. Yes. Like, I could, I, I get away with like, I could like other teams. You can't like other teams if you're a fucking, if you live in London and you're a fan of one team, you can't really be a fan of another team. Like, th- that that's mm-hmm. fucking sacrilegious. Here, I, I could be like, Hey, yeah, like I, I, have my like I can't go to Met games and have I have my Pete NFC Alonso team. shirt uh, yeah. jerseys. Yeah, I have like my <laughs> NFC team for football, and I have my NL yeah. team for yeah. baseball. They don't have well, but that that's the other thing. There's only one league. There's not like an NL and an AL, so it's like all right. But like, I get what you're saying, Frank. The other like, thing to consider, like I think to like view it on like all the sports we watch, like what they're trying to do right now is let's use college sports for instance. Like, say if you take like the power conferences you like take sec you take you take any of those conferences and you take like the top two or three teams in each of them and they break out into their own that's oh, like so the equivalent the, the that would actually be that would be fucking awesome for, but, but, I mean, but think about awesome it. for us but, but that's but, the way of doing it but they're the revenue ones like they're the ones who are bringing in the revenue or even view it like say for instance you have or any of these teams so you have like an alabama or or clemson in football and they're playing like that d2 team who never thought that they would play them and you're taking away that opportunity like that's like the best analogy of like what is happening in soccer i'm big cat big cat said it today on um part of my tape like he was literally saying like michigan no i'm sorry you go to play ohio state and like you're not gonna win that game but if you do fucking win that game, it's the biggest win ever. 
Yeah. And like, that's what you're losing out. Like, like uh, all the TikTok shitting on the on the six teams for the EPL were funny. It was like, it was like it showed all the like really bad losses by our teams this year. It was like the Chelsea West Brom game, the Arsenal with um, who they lose to three nothing. Uh, it was I think it was oh, um, or something. Aston Villa, I think. Oh yeah, Aston Villa. Um, it was bad. like Man U getting fucking shit on seven to two. Yeah. Uh, it was just like was showing all that, and it's like those are the games like everybody gets fucking excited for. They even said it. They even said it. Um, like it was pretty funny how on the day they announced the Super League, Arsenal tied with Fulham, Real Madrid tied with uh, Hetafe, and there was one other game in Italy where like, oh Juventus, Juventus ended up tying with like some lowly team. Um, I want to go back to the point that Frankie made because I I think it was it's a good one. And I think it's probably why it's shaking up so many people, which, and I said it before, but Frankie like delved into it a little bit. Like, like soccer in the UK is so tribal to the point where it's not like, you know, like the New York giants were made. It's like, Oh wow. Football seems like this really good business. Let's like make a franchise and market it out really well and get people to come to the games and then put more money into it. And then let's see how much money we can make out of it. Like all of these clubs were, at least I know Arsenal, but most of these clubs were built off of like factories, like factory workers creating teams because there was this new game that was made by quote unquote, like gentlemen of England and the poor like factory workers wanted to play games. So they would make their teams just play games as like a Sunday league team is like, if you're playing pickup and then out of that grew clubs where it's like the entire community, it's more like a grassroots like campaign than than anything else and like so Jamie like you're Vardy, taking you're ripping the, the grassroots out of it all like what jamie party was like that before he got to leicester he was a he was yeah, a he was in a sunday league team yeah look at and look at the teams involved too it, it's the grassroots thing that goes back over a hundred years probably for mm-hmm. all 12 teams that are involved yeah and also like, i don't know i don't know specifically but like knowing the the little bit that i know about all these teams is they're all 1800s, early 1900s. So that's at least 120 years ago. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's every single one, but that, that's a lot of history. That's yeah. no, how most many generations, like that. but how many generations of, of people that grew up with that's their team. And now it's like, they're abandoning them. Oh yeah, man. And, and it's also, it's also, I don't know Chelsea and Tottenham's background, but you have, Manchester clubs and Liverpool. And those are like extremely blue collar areas. Yeah. Um, especially like, especially Liverpool. Like you watch, um, I'm going to go another 30 for 30 documentary. A few years ago, they did like a soccer series and they did a, a documentary in Hillsborough, which is like, I don't know if you guys know about this, but is the like really horrific um, like mass accident that happened at the Hillsborough stadium where like 96 Liverpool fans died because of uh, crushing because there was too many people in the stands and like the stands you see now today, like if you see at some of the stadiums, they have like the railings that like in the standing sections, they'll have railings that separate everything that was done because of what happened at Hillsborough. And they did a really good documentary about it. And you could just see like, just like the blue collar, 
like attitude in, at Liverpool and just how ingrained like everybody's families were in were in the club and were in Liverpool and how that brought them even closer. So now I think that's why Liverpool is getting so much slack because they were like the symbol of um, of the 96 and like that's always something that's celebrated every year in the Premier League and that's like like near and dear to everybody's heart because you don't want to see people dying at a soccer match. Um Man, we we we're talking about a lot of soccer, man. This is awesome. I love it. I mean, it's the biggest news story. Oh. Biggest news story. Oh, in I know. Sports I know. This only happens like time. once every ten years. We're like, dude, people it, freak the fuck out. It was talked about, about on um around the horn today. They never talk about. Yeah, soccer. they never <laughs> oh talk about. God, soccer. that's crazy. They'll probably talk about it next when America wins the World Cup in like twelve. To 16 years yeah or Qatar hey man if it happens that early my god hey man um, I, I, my prediction 11 years 2032 I do want to is there States even versus Belgium is, is it even that year like is, nope. is it 2032 no of course that's why we let you keep going with it <laughs> hey you don't know they might change the fucking year because they got to figure out all the teams that are out they might skip a couple of years I have I have one last point that I want to make about the Super League and I feel like we've kind of sprinkled it in in some places but haven't fully come out with it the only way that the super league is turns out good is if it's really just these big clubs using this to pressure uefa and fifa to reformat the the champions league and stop hoarding their own money from the champions league and give more money to the clubs and more money to them and give more champions league spots to their respective leagues. If that's what it is. And if it's a grab to try and put pressure on UEFA and that's why UEFA is coming out and saying like, we're going to ban you from our competitions and FIFA is going to ban you from their competitions and your domestic leagues are going to ban you from their competitions. And if it's like them trying to balk and really all those uh, federations are like, Oh shit, they might actually leave. Maybe we should give them what they want. And then they don't do the super league. And instead UEFA and FIFA come back and say, we're going to give you X amount of money in prize money and also allocation money, TV rights and such, then like this would be insane. Like, like that would be the coolest shit if it was for that um, to get more spots. Cause then Arsenal might actually have a chance of making the champions league. I'll say there's, a but if it's not, then they go fuck themselves. Happening. <laughs> No, they're going to all, well, we'll all, all those higher ups are going to make a hefty payday. And on Friday, yeah. they're going to be and like, hey, hey, boys, guess what? Super League. Woo-hoo! All right. That was a good soccer talk. Yeah. Fucking soccer, man. Colin, how much work of the did world? you get done? I actually did a good amount during that. It was pretty good. Never mind, guys. Tony has not come back yet, so I'm actually back, and Tony Cohen is not back. To the point that I'm actually like done now. I think for the night. (laughs) Perfect timing for Tony Cohen. Oh yeah, (laughs) that is perfect timing. Yelling about the Mets. I I, don't worry. I did. I I must admit that I did call you Tony Bellotta earlier. That was only because I knew we were going to spend a lot of time on soccer, and I didn't want to get you worked up. Tony Cohen's here now. So Tony Cohen, 
we're done with soccer. We're good boys. We're all, we're yeah, all set. I think we've all vented enough. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more as, as things develop. Yeah. As more we, information. We'll, we'll, add. Um, we'll have another episode in like three months of, uh, who's like our new teams that we're picking Voza, Joe and myself. And we'll do like the bullshit random, like generator, like you guys did or like pick teams because we like, like hammers, or we heard. Nah, me and Joe are going to Leeds. Like, oh, it's yeah, so I'm cool. going to Leeds. Me like, and Joe are going to Leeds. Me and Joe are going to Leeds. I love Leeds. First of all, how dare Leeds. you? I was trying to make a ham joke, and that's why I picked West Ham. That's the reason. <laughs> oh yeah, that ham, the ham hocks thing, right? Yeah, I wasn't don't that, remember. Wasn't what that it, was. it? It was not good, and I. <laughs> I just remember you that. trying to say ham hocks, and I was like, I don't even think it was just that. Say you picked the team because you like the colors, Frank. Don't color. say because of ham hocks. I do like the color claret or whatever the fuck they call burgundy. <laughs> Fucking goddamn. You're trying to act like you don't know it. Like, oh, like, I guess claret. Meanwhile, you got it on the first try that it's claret. And I, I think they're probably the only team in the fucking world that has I've never even claret heard of as their color. color so. That's, well, that, I mean, Frankie, that's why Frankie's I know like it's on their claret. Wikipedia page, like, okay, the badge has hammers on it. The right. colors are claret and blue. <laughs> All right, listen, Burgundy. Your worst player is Aaron Cresswell. <laughs> and I'm Mark so Noble. That, I'm so mad that he's out now. Because uh, they suck now. Let's move on to baseball with Tony Cohen. Tony Cohen, you said before we started that you had something to say. So I, we might as well get the Mets talk out of the way. Then we're going to yell about the Yankees for a half an hour. Then we're going to yell about how the Yankees suck. For another half hour, and this could be a long episode because I think we have a lot of yelling to do. But you don't—you're not talking about the Mets, surprisingly. No, not to start off. What I want to do oh, first, please. because oh, by the way, I thoroughly enjoyed your guys' conversation last week of trying to figure out if people know that Velada and Cohen are two different people, or <laughs> that was the other one that I. Do they um, know he's two different people or one different people? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to read out um, a list. All right, and you're going to tell me something that they have in common. The Boston Red Sox, Rays, Orioles, Blue Jays, Royals, Indians, White Sox, Twins, Tigers. They have better records than the Yankees. Athletics, Astros, Rangers, Phillies, (laughs) Marlins, Braves, Reds, Brewers, Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, and Diamondbacks. They all have less World Series than the New York Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Very good try. Spoken like a true Yankees fan. (laughs) For for those keeping track at home, uh, those are all the teams with a better record than the New York Yankees, which is crazy because the Mets haven't even played that many games. Um, And the only teams that I didn't name for those poor bastards are the Colorado Rockies, who aren't even trying to be a baseball club this year, and the Washington Nationals. So, Yankee fans. So, what you're saying is they're going to trade – the Rockies are going to trade us Trevor Story – and the Nationals are going to treat us like Kyle Schwarber because I love Kyle Schwarber and Max Scherzer or, or Strasburg if he's healthy or Patrick Corbin, and we'll be fine. That's what I heard. I think the Nationals are actually better than us because they're five and nine. Yeah, we're, we're so bad. We're, I didn't do are we starting with the Yankees? I just did. Yeah, we're definitely starting with the Yankees because usually April and May is the time of year where I get to gloat about the fact that the Mets are so much better than the Yankees, and then at some point that shifts. So, while it's happening, I need to stick with tradition and bash on the Yankees as much as I okay. can. So what the, the first thing are they doing? So, the first the thing I'll say suck, is man. the Yankees have been 5-9 and nine 
three of the last six seasons, apparently, which I didn't even realize, <laughs> which is hysterical. But if that the means anything, at least starting. we'll get we'll get better. April, Frankie said it the best in the show. April is always rough for the Yankees. This year, though, feels different. There, there's there's a difference between a rough Yankee start and an unwatchable Yankee start, and this is an un this is an unwatchable five and ten or five and eleven team, whatever the fuck they are, Their as offense, opposed to fuck we lost a close game or or fuck this guy had a bad start and then he bounces back the next one, but then this guy has a bad start. This is Garrett Cole's not pitching, unwatchable. That Garrett Cole is the only thing worth watching. DJ LeMay, he was even striking out, but he'll be fine. Aaron Judge is hitting the ball well. He'll be fine. Everybody else is unwatchable on this team. I, I So at the beginning of the season, I always have like a, a Yankee that I like hate. And the last few seasons, it's, it's been like Jay Happ. He's been like the guy that I've been able to like target my hatred for. And this season, coming in, I was like, shit, I really don't know like who's that Yankee's going to be. And oh boy, oh boy, has Aaron Hicks run away with that fucking uh, title because that man looks like he doesn't give a shit in center field. Like he's not playing hard running after the ball. Every time he's charging for a ball, he suck fucking misplayed three balls yesterday that let two runs score because of it. He fucking doesn't have an arm anymore. Like he was supposed to be a defense like guy with a decent bat. Like he can't play defense. Anytime he's up, I'm saying here comes three pitches and it's gonna be a strikeout. Glaber yeah, Torres. He's not even walking anymore. It's not like he's working the count. It's not like he's working the count and striking out. He's striking out on three pitches. He's not walking. He's not getting on base. Like so, Frankie said, DJ LeMahieu. I'm not worried about. Like he's his bat's starting to heat up again. Like he's still fine. He's striking out a little bit too much, but like that'll get under control. Aaron Judge is actually having a good start to his season. Um, Stanton again is just trying to hit the long ball, and I don't understand why he's doing that. Um, he also has the most hard hit balls this season out of anybody. It's just a lot of them going right at players, which is I get it. Like it's bad luck, which is why I think a little bit it'll turn around. But guys like Glaber Torres with is, double digit RBIs too right yeah. now on our Glaber Torres has hit a fucking wall. Like I was telling this to Frank, you always see like these top prospects for other teams like Soto, Acuna, Trout when he came up. Like Rafael Devers, Bogarts, like they all continue to excel, and it feels like Yankee prospects hit a fucking wall at some point always. And I don't know if it's just the 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 culture around it, or it's the development, or like the fact that they just like to fucking destroy their own players, like they're doing the Clint Flazier right now. Voza, so I I think I came up with something as to why I think Glaber's stalling with his advancement is I think that the switch back to shortstop is yeah, impacting he's got the yips. because of how bad he is. He's got the yips at the shortstop, and he's too much focused on that. Uh, you know what, Frankie? You're probably right about that. Maybe and it's I because Aaron like, Boone is believe... a terrible fucking manager. Okay, but Steve, this is my thing. Aaron Boone... No, Aaron, he, there is no urgency no power, with the Yankees. But he's not... It like, doesn't matter. Well, he, at least he, at least, at least, put a fire under their asses in a press conference. You could at least do that and still... Get, you know what it's like? It's like watching Jason Garrett coach the Cowboys. Yeah. But the Cowboys, that's, the, that's the Yankees can play like analogy. dog shit, and fucking Aaron Boone's just sitting there picking out his mask. Steve, but if I'm the Yankee player, like Come I know on, if Aaron Boone can go crazy in a press conference, and I as a Yankee player, but like he's got no fucking power. Everything, every decision is made but, by Cashman. But he has no balls a, either. Like, Brian, but everything, like every decision Yankees, is made by Cashman. 
The Yankees died when Brian Cashman. I I agree, Tony. You know what's funny? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Cowboys. This is the same thing that happened with the Cowboys in the early '90s, where they had success. Joe Girardi was like the Jimmy Johnson, not as much success as as the Cowboys of the early '90s, but Jimmy Johnson was Joe Girardi. Jerry Jones's head swelled just a little too much. Uh, Fought with Jimmy Johnson. Same way, got fired. Barry Switzer went and took that team to a Super Bowl. But everybody knows that that's not that wasn't his team. That was Jimmy Johnson's team, which is okay, what happened to Aaron Boone. That wasn't Boone's team. That was Girardi's team. Like them still believing that they could do what Girardi helped them do to do. And now it's just regression from here on out with a shit manager when Girardi should have been there to begin with. And then let's not forget that we did that stupid fucking John Carlos Stanton trade when we should have never, ever done that. And I'm not going to say like, I liked that trade before and now I don't like it. I never liked it. The second we made that trade, I was like, that's it. We just sold our soul to the devil because we were a good team in 2017. We had a nice setup of young guys who could hit for contact and hit for power. And then we just fucking threw that away when we got Stanton. And we were like, Oh, let's just, let's just hit a bunch of, let's just, sorry, not we, cause I'm a baseball fan. Let's just hit a bunch of home runs out in right in right field. Let's just yeah, do I that. Think, we're going to win I a bunch dis- of world series. Like I disagree no. with that. Just in that, the fact no, that man. Stan was and an handcuffs MVP. Us too. Stan was an MVP coming over hitting 300 and hitting for power. But it was, like, he was, all for show. He it was like the A-Rod shit too. Like he does the same he shit. Three it'll MVPs be like nine us. three. And then and then Giancarlo Stan will be like, okay, uh, let me hit one now. But let me not hit one when like we really need it. Let me swing at an 86 mile per hour slider that's like fucking <laughs> 10 inches off the plate. But I'm just gonna go like swing my head out to the fucking my dugout and just walk back. But well, I, it's okay. okay. I'm making thirty million dollars a year. Here, here's the problem with Giancarlo. You should have never taken on that contract. Never, ever. The prob- you should have never done it for his DH. So the problem's not the – well, here's the problem, is that we gave up nothing to get him. Obviously, we took on the contract. But I don't think anybody realized he was going to regress that quickly into a DH-only player. I think right. we thought he was going to play left field every day. Correct. And still where- hit 280. And still hit 280 and still hit fucking 50 home runs or 40 home runs every year. Where if he's playing left field every day, th- I have no problem with this contract. Because at least he's there and you have 10 other guys that should be DHs half the time that would be able to rotate in and out. You could DH every, you could have a different DH seven days a week with the Yankees. The problem is, is now because of Giancarlo, you can't do that unless he's on the fucking the, the IL. I That's Luke the problem Vo- with him. I need Luke Voigt and his energy back. Luke mm. Voigt needs to come back because he'll inject something in this team, but he's not coming back to mm. mid-bay. Fucking uh, Severino's out until uh, Cashman, oh my God, when he was like, oh, I could come back in June, July, or August. Thanks, Cashman. I really appreciate that one. Um, and fucking Zach Britton is out till May or June. So, like, I know May is only a couple weeks away, but still, it's it, well. It's team... also it's never it's never May fucking third. It's always May twenty. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's Tampa Bay. Day. Tampa Bay's killing us. I don't know why we can't beat them anymore. It's just I need them to go back to the devil race. We need yeah. to just keep playing the Orioles have because they have a sound team with a sound manager. They don't though. They don't have a sound team. No, but you can see them falling apart. They're better. They're better than. than the, I understand. What I'm saying is you can the, see them falling apart. Like like a lot of the announcers were saying, 
last season they felt like was the perfect storm for them with the 60 games. Like they would not have survived 162 games. And you're already seeing that this year, their bullpen is already falling apart. Or they're already on, or they've been on the IL. Yeah. They're yeah. already, well, they, let the a, they, they let a bunch of guys go. Because they can't, they can't retain the them. Can't retain but, the, them. But, the, but that's the biggest problem with the Yankees is that, and it's not even that the Rays are better than them, but it's just like the sum of their parts is better than the individual players. And we have all these marquee names, but when you look up and down the Yankees lineup, it's not a well put together team. Yeah, well, the, and like, I think like you are like you are stretching enough to try and make them look like a well set up team by having Aaron Hicks bat third, which Aaron Hicks, Hicks should not be anywhere near. He shouldn't even be in the fucking lineup. Yeah, I mean I he just, is bad, man. Aaron Aaron Hicks gave us like those random years of like, whoa, we gave up peanuts and we thought we were just getting a utility guy, and now he's great. Well, this is like the Aaron Hicks that we thought we were going to get in the trade. Like he, like those prime years of him being really good are done, and I don't I'm, think that we. I'm going to still say that. the Yankees team is better than the Rays. I just we need the Yankees. They need to figure it out. They're, I don't I, think your priority though should be: Are you better than the Rays? No, I, it's. I think the problem. I think Stevens on something. To me, the Yankees are not constructed as a team. Like, hang on, hang I on a second, guys. At the beginning of two weeks ago, we were all saying the Yankees were going to win the World Series. They played two not. weeks of shit. But yeah, okay, you didn't, but you said they were going to go either. far. Yeah, because they listen. At some point, the sheer they're going to figure it out is going to get them somewhere. To me, the discussion isn't are the Yankees even going to make the playoffs. The Yankees are going to make the playoffs. They're a good enough team to make the playoffs. They'll figure it out. The problem is the Yankees are not going to go far. I initially thought, and Grant has only been two weeks, three weeks, whatever it's been. It was going to be because of pitching. But when your lineup is so heavily dependent on the home run ball. And nothing else. That's a problem. Like we're, we're only averaging like three runs a game. Like you're not going to do well. Yeah, yeah your span. on base percentage is under 300 as a team. You're like in the bottom five of the league. Like, I, which is not why even they need to. So the last couple of games, the Yankees pitching got a little hit. But like I was saying it last week, the Yankees pitching for the most part has been really good. It's yeah. just they haven't been scoring at all. And I and I think that that's where the I'll. I'll rationalize it is they're always really bad in the beginning of April. And then the weather heats up and the fucking ball starts carrying out of Yankee stadium all the time. I want to see what happens now that we're finally getting out of fucking playing the AL East only. Um, so we have the Braves for three games and the Braves have been atrocious also uh, this season so far. Um, so the Yankees this week is going to be, they can't go. They got to win probably. If they're playing, I, I don't. I don't know if they're playing Thursday. I think they are since that Monday. Off. Playing six games, they have to go like four and two at least. To, like just try and right the ship a little bit. Um, but where's your uh, where's your panic meter at already? Let's do it. No, I'm still on a scale of one to ten. I'm still at like a three. It's too yeah. early in the season baseball, for me. Baseball, really? There's no. There's no panic. No, is I'm not with the Yankees. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to panic until. The summer when until they stop uh, until they're still not hitting in May and there's four yeah. injuries and like when Tyler Wade has to play every day and fucking Brett Gardner has to play every day out of necessity and not just starting him instead of fucking Clint Frazier or well, starting funny, him. So. But I, these no, guys I are going to get hurt. I think no. we're just going to have to get. That's going to happen. I, 
I don't. So here's my thing with the injuries is I don't think it's going to be as bad as it has been in recent years because like judges slowing in the outfield is playing less hard nose in the outfield. So he's not going to get those wear and tear injuries he gets from crashing into walls and doing shit like that. I'd rather his defense go down so his bat can stay in the fucking lineup all year. The problem is having Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner play every day when Clint Frazier won the left field job and then they immediately reneged and said, nope, you're not you're not the starting left fielder anymore. Brett Gar- if Brett Gardner's playing, he should be playing over Aaron Hicks. He should not be playing over fucking Clint Frazier. Because Clint Frazier, again, is another guy who if he's in the lineup every day, he'll start to hit. He's too good of a hitter. And he's a better defender than fucking Hicks is right now. I'd rather have him in left field than, than Hicks in center field any day of the week right now. I'm not yeah. panicking either because I think there's more concern if pitching is not clicking. And because from a batting right. perspective, it's easier to get out of a hitting slump, I feel, than a pitching slump simply because of, with your batting, you're getting more reps than you would with pitching. So I think our bullpen has been surprisingly well. I mean, we said it earlier. I mean, like Darren O'Day, like he's one who I'm going to keep an eye on to see like longevity of how he's going to do. Chad Green, yeah, he's had two losses, but he has an under one ERA. So bullpen yeah, has been... One of, has been, one of Chad Green's it, losses came up off of it was weird. not giving up a run. Yeah. Three of the Yankees' losses, by the way, are in extra innings. Can we, like, three of the nine are in extra innings. So with the yeah. stupid rule. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not panicking because it, it's really our hitting that's not clicking. I mean, we all know that that comes in waves. There's going to be there's going to be stints where we're just not hitting. I think what, what makes it so difficult right now is usually during that time, there's one or two players in any lineup or any team that as much as yeah, everyone else is something, you can rely on one. There has not been that one person that we can rely on say, you know what, we're not getting the runs in, but at least we know when this guy's coming up to bat, he's at least hitting like two for three or he's getting two runs in. Like we haven't had that, but that, that, that ship will like that tide will turn and we'll get there. But I think what makes me not panic is, Pitching has been good, so check in with us in the next three to four weeks if, uh, if it's the opposite. Now, what I Almost, hold on, is... real quick. Just pitching has been good unless you listen to the radio broadcast, like when uh, Loizaga comes in and he had like six perfect in- or six innings where he only gave up like a hit and no walks and had a bunch of strikeouts. And uh, Sterling and Waldman, of course. I put the Malouk on everybody as soon as like they the come stat, up and they yeah. do good. Just immediately. Oh, the, he's pitched so well. And you know, that can't keep up all year. Yeah, you fucking twat. Let, don't put the fucking black cloud on him. Yeah. Go fuck. I hate Susan Waldman and John Sterling. <laughs> They're the, uh, fucking the black cloud of death. They could suck my balls. I can't <laughs> wait until fucking that one conjure. of them dies. Oh, my God. What is with you and wishing death upon, like, I'm not wishing death upon them. Traditional, like, here is the problem. I don't get it. They're going to get renewed until they die. I'm not saying they should die. I'm just saying they don't have the wherewithal to fucking retire. And they talk about, oh, well, John Sterling said, and I quote, you know, I try to keep up with the game and not talk about side, like, tangents. Because there's I too many to, advertisements I, on, throughout up, the game up. to try and I listened fit in. to years ago now. Not even, like, it was last year when he's fucking senile and they're shitty and old. This was <laughs> ten years ago. 
I listened to them talk on John Sterling's birthday about the watch that they fucking that Susan bought him for his birthday for forty five minutes while an inning was going on. I had no idea what the score was, what the count was, who was up. I didn't know if the Yankees were pitching or if they were hitting. You don't go on tangents. Are you fucking they? The day that they're not in that fucking radio booth will be the best day of my life. Okay, the last thing I'll say, let's switch it back from death and all that. Um, Domingo Herman getting another fucking start on Wednesday over Debbie Garcia. I want to fucking murder the Yankees front office right now with the fact that this is what I mean, where they're going to ruin Debbie Garcia because they just will not let him pitch. And Michael King should have just been given the start on Friday. But no, we have to fuck around. Give Nick Nelson the fucking opener where he gives up two runs and then let Michael King pitch two innings, even though he threw two shutout innings. No, let's fucking take him out now. Like, it, what when the he already fuck proved, are we doing with Which, that? by the way, he already proved that he could go six out of the bullpen fucking the week before. So go fuck yourself. Why is Michael King not getting a fucking start? Like, not – I don't know if it's just because I don't like the Yankees, but they're really just, like, not fun. Like, they're taking – No, they're not fun to watch right no. now. They're yes. not fun to watch right now. They're the like, worst I, TV. I, I was telling Frankie, like, it's been very hard for me to, like, get through full Yankee games and – my, dog is, to... my dog's pissing right now. On his... <laughs> 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 that that, that sums up the Yankees right there. Is he looking at you while he's doing it, though? That's the question. No, he jumped up on his fence, and I was like, what are you doing? And then he, I just heard the trickling. So I'll be back. Oh, man. I just, I just wanted him to stare into your soul. <laughs> that was great. All right. Are you guys got your Yankee fucking yelling out? I really just needed to, to jump right in. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure when well, Boza comes back, we'll circle back. I, I know how I can uh, get Cohen to start yelling. Let's hear it. How How about Stephen Matz for you? Yo, the fuck. <laughs> so I like saw him like some of like the the guys that like are other Mets fans and shit, and like, oh, I'm really I'm rooting for Stephen Matz. I hope he does great for Toronto. Blah blah blah. And pitch good against him. No. Fuck Steven Matz. Steven Matz has given me nothing but heartache for the last, like, eight years that he was on the New York Mets. That he, every other year, he would, like, take steps to be like, oh, forget about the three or four aces you have. I'm I'm just as good as them. Did nothing. Couldn't throw the ball over the plate. Would throw four or five inning games. Now, all of a sudden, he wants to throw no-hitters into the sixth. Is he fucking kidding me? By the Is way, under two. You want to talk about slump busters? How did the Yankees not draw him? The Yankees would have beat the shit out of him. That would have been the slump buster. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Like, I'm just waiting for it to come around because I there are a lot of, like, ex-Mets that I'm rooting for. Steven Matz is not one of them. I hate, hate him. I don't know why. It's very irrational. Hey, Tony, didn't, didn't you say in the beginning of the year or when Steven Matz left and signed with the Blue Jays, didn't you say that, like, watch him be really good? Yeah, I did because I knew this was gonna. Yeah, so you, yeah. so it's kind of your fault. I, you know what? If I could predict the future like that, though, I would say a lot more things like that. <laughs> like in the World Series, some some good, but um, yeah, no, I knew it was gonna happen because he he always seemed like a guy that couldn't pitch in New York, to be honest. And like, I think if he stayed on the Mets this year, he still wouldn't have pitched that well. I think he just needed to go to like a. Not that Toronto's a small city, but like a town where they weren't going to like gang up. Not as much pressure. They don't yeah. even play in their own town, like, so yeah, they're not yeah. the least amount of 
pressure that Steven Matz could possibly I mean, have. how amazing would it be if Steven Matz is only good while they're playing in a spring training park in a <laughs> Buffalo park? Oh, yeah. The, the, the spring training park and the, the AAA park. Right. And then as soon as he's back in a big league park, he sucks. Um, what Canadian <laughs> air is going to change him when they go back to Toronto. He's going to turn turn right big into that Mets pitcher. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, before, other former Mets is Wilson Ramos uh, leads the league with home runs with six. <laughs> Um, he that was probably Darno, that was doing for you. probably said six across two seasons with the Mets, but what the fuck do I care? He, um, uh, I know it for a fact because I looked it up to make fun of it. The f- one, the first season, the full season with the Mets, he hit 14. Okay. Second season with the Mets last year, where I mean, it was the shortened season, but he did play 60 games, not four. Uh, he had five home runs. So he has All more right, home so. runs than last year with the Mets. So he's a quarter of the way towards his Mets total. So that's great. Um, but whatever. I don't care what he does. If it, if it makes you feel better, he does only have like eight RBI. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck all the former Mets. The current Mets are a lot of fucking fun to watch. Wait, um, wait, wait. Don't forget Chris Flexen, who's pitching really well for the 10 and 6 Mariners. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Another guy that I predicted. So. I'm really good at predicting yeah, but, if they're going to be but, good or bad when they leave. By the way, the Mariners do yeah. this every year also, where yeah. everybody talks about the Mariners for a month and a half, and they're like, holy shit, is this the year the Mariners are finally good? Uh, but, but, and then but, they come in last place. I don't know, man. Jared Kelenic's going to come Jared up. Jared going to come up. Justin Dunn is pitching fantastic. He's not going to come up. I mean, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Lewis is still hurt, too. Yeah. Kyle Lewis comes back tomorrow, and I'm hoping that's the spark my fantasy team needs because they but, all but, suck. But wait, hang oh. on. Let's, fo- let's focus. Let's not on, get into fantasy. Let's focus on Mets. Jared yeah. Kovac, Justin Dunn. Yeah. They're going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Who's Justin Dunn? He's the, <laughs> Who's the, 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 he's the pitcher that went there with uh, with Kalenic. He's not supposed to be an agent. Jesus. Yeah, they sent a bunch of guys with him. Fuck is wrong with your team? Yeah, and we took on the money. That's the best part is that we like we took on the money and said, "Here's the number ten prospect in baseball with another guy that's like barely going to crack the top hundred. But enough about the past. I have at least when Diaz doesn't blow saves anymore. Like it's oh yeah, thank God he's at least like a good pitcher now. But anyway, back to the fun Mets. Even if he Um, was good, that would still be a shit trade. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Edwin Diaz could literally have a sub-1 ERA for the rest of his career, and it was still a stupid trade. <laughs> um, the Mets are fun. They still haven't played enough games yet, and it's really upsetting me that I've literally – they're dead last in games played, so I can't even get that excited about it. But I love watching Jacob DeGrom pitch, and if anybody doesn't watch that man on the mound, and I don't care if you're a Mets fan or not, you need to. He has somehow gotten better each year, and I don't care that it's three games into the season. He literally is throwing harder than he did it last year. He seems to be striking out guys at like an absurd rate right now that I don't even know if he could keep up with it, but he almost tied Seaver's record of 10 strikeouts in a row. Um, they still can't score when he plays, but it's fine. I thought you guys were going to lose the other oh day. Oh, my God. That would have been – that game almost broke my heart for him. It really just remember, like the the games that are going to be the most heartbreak are the ones that are going to happen on Monday nights when we record. And we've seen I'm so once glad there's not a game tonight. By I'm the way, so like, I'm so mad. I'm so mad too. But in general, the Mets are a lot of fun. Um, I think it's crazy that they're actually winning games right now because their lineup isn't even clicking yet. Like Lindor's batting under 200, McNeil's batting under 200. Like all the guys that are supposed to have high batting averages aren't really hitting yet. 
Um, so if they start hitting, I think they're in good shape. Stroman looks unbelievable, which if he pitches like that, even close to that all year, they're going to have their one-two right there, and it almost doesn't matter what Carlos Carrasco brings to the table or doesn't bring. Um, I'm excited. I think they're a fun team to watch. I still can't stand watching them try to play defense, though, because uh, Dom Smith in left field is like an absolute disaster, and J.D. Davis plays third. So if the ball's hit to the left side of the field, I just close my eyes. <laughs> I, do, I do have one thing to say about Stroman, yes. and I, I said this in the group chat when it happened on that 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 weird ass play where he caught the ball behind his back and then he fucking rolled it to first base pretty much. Yeah, that was great. It, he makes this unbelievable play with the glove and then fucking gets away with the luckiest. Like I'm just gonna spike this ball into the ground <laughs> and somehow it rolled into Alonzo's glove to get the out at first. But he, him screaming at the like opposing team's dugout about how like how great of a play that was, was such an off-putting thing to me because it should have been like I can't believe I got away with that shit. Holy shit! I made that catch and then I made that throw and that still got it out. Holy shit! As opposed to yeah, gold glove, yeah, gold glove. Like hey, he didn't say he had a good arm. He just said he had a gold glove. That's he, true. He got, he got it right. That's true. That's always good when your pitcher says, hey, I don't have a good arm. I have a good glove. (laughs) (laughs) Now the Mets get to play the worst team in fucking baseball, apparently, in the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Well, the Rockies might be. Got a three then, right? What? Against the Cubs, you'll lose two. Was it a three-game series? I would really like to to say no. Um, I just picked up Jake Arrieta, so hopefully it's at least one out of three. I'm still like. I I have Trevor Williams against the Mets on Thursday, so. Well, that's silly. I'm still not used to the Mets like looking like a good ball club, so this is still kind of new to me. Because even in the past when they've started off hot, you kind of like could point to someone and be like, "Well, this is why they're playing so well." But oh, there's yeah. nobody really that's saying like that's carrying the team right now outside of the pitching. Like the Tejon Walker is turning into a really good signing, and I did not think that was Taiwan. Taiwan Tejon, I can't pronounce his name. I don't care about his name either. Tony. 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 Go ahead. Where the fuck are the black jerseys? We were promised black jerseys, and they're still not there, and I'm not having fun because there's no black jerseys. And also, why is Joey Lucchesi not starting? Well, he started one game, but it was that doubleheader, which wasn't like a true reference. I know, but they, like, they're putting him behind openers, and I like him, and I want him to do good, but, like, they skip his start every time they could skip his start. I don't like it. That's because the Mets play two times a week. And it's also really in the season where there's a where you can really do a four man rotation right now at times. But in the Mets case, like you can do a three man rotation. The four yeah. men should be Degrom, Strowman, Lucchesi, other guy, uh, Walker. Strowman literally at one point pitched off of like that bullshit like nine pitch day. Eight through like two days yeah. later, which also Tony, MLB is so stupid by the way. Tony, I, so you weren't here last week for. I want your opinion on Michael Conforto leaning into the pitch. Oh God, yeah. I, I missed that shit. Um, I'm fine with it because Okay. Like I think about what I when he's gone. not fine with it, which is the five to two game against the Phillies. No, like, no, but like, I get why people were pissed and like honestly he should have it should have not been a walk to end the game. But if I'm Conforto, I'm probably doing the same thing. Especially that dude couldn't hit a lick when this happened. So he might as well just lead into the pitch. I'm okay with it. I don't like that everyone, like, was up in arms about it, like, over, like, oh, I can't believe he did that. 
It's like, dude, he leaned into the pitch. It's on. The- hey, no, no, it's more. I can't believe baseball awarded it. It's just yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the baseball's stupid. They still don't understand like replays, what you can replay, what you can't. How the other umpires didn't fucking figure I, it out. I'm still waiting over the plate. I'm still waiting for the umpire to get fined for admitting that he was wrong. Like, I'm how they find people? I'm shocked they let him actually say that he was wrong. Without, unless they just find him under the table. Usually they don't like that, but I don't know. Um, that's it. I mean, the Mets haven't played enough games for me to like really start getting on their high horse, but they look really fucking good. Their pitching's really good. Their lineup's really good. Dom Smith is probably one of my favorite Mets right now. Um, how do you feel about Frankie on the team right now? Another week under the belt. I got it. So he's still not hitting too much, which is a little annoying, but he's come up and he was talking about me, uh, Luis Guillorme. Oh God. (laughs) He's been a stud at third, but no, but, uh, I bet that guy's been on the Mets for like the last 15 years. Yeah, now he plays them. Um, but Lindor, honestly, he's starting to hit more in clutch situations. So even though his like average is kind of low, he's been hit like making his hits count. The other, the part I actually like seeing him at is shortstop because Rosario was not good at shortstop. So it pretty much short up the middle of the infield now. And especially getting rid of Canal and switching him in for McNeil. Like the Mets actually did improve on defense. It's just the problem is. The entire issues are on the left side now. So, Bozo, you're muted. I said every other player sucks. Ed, yeah, pretty much. Lupus poop. Lupus poop. Yeah, your bullpen is still really bad. Like Trevor May. Good. No, God, so, God bless. Keep him. Here's here's my problem with the Mets bullpen. That, that's the only thing. One, I think I'm going to – let's go on the death train, Frank. One, I'm going to be dead exists. by the time – the Mets have a good bullpen because I am now 27 years old and have never seen the Mets have a good bullpen. Like it's just, it hasn't happened. Number two is Rojas is going to make me oh, yeah. bring his neck probably come like early June because for one, he thinks all of his pitchers are 12 year old little leaguers and can only throw like 75 pitches and he takes them out. And the way he goes about putting guys in, in the bullpen, is infuriating. Jacob Barnes should get cut immediately today. But I don't need to see Familia every single time we have a lead. Um, the only thing he does right is put in Edwin Diaz. Everybody else, it's like he he's so blind to whether or not they're actually pitching well or not. He's just like, oh, you haven't pitched in a while. Here you go. Now you get to go in and fuck up the game for us. So, so that's- this is not a true like depiction yet, but if you're looking at pitches per start, you have DeGrom, that's around 90, Stroman at 87, Walker at 83 and a half, and Peterson at 79. So yeah. I, I understand what you mean by that. And, and like, granted, it's early. So, like, we'll see how that, like, extends out. But if you're doing that now, like, you need to, you need to refigure that out come, come I, June. I would like right. to make a prediction that DeGrom goes over 100 by the end of the season and everybody else stays exactly the same, that nobody pitches – Pass like the sixth inning. And you know what pisses me off? That would be fine if you had a good bullpen, but you know you don't have a good bullpen. You can't do that. You need to push your starters to go deeper into games. And it actually makes me angrier that DeGrom's the one closer to 100 pitches and everyone else is lower because that's the arm you want to protect. All right. If you want to pull out DeGrom after six, because honestly, the other thing is DeGrom's throwing 90 pitches, but he gets through seven innings like every single time. The other guys are like 70 pitches in and in the fifth push them. If David Peterson's arm falls off this year, I don't care. If literally anybody's arm other than DeGrom's arm falls off, 
I'll be fine. It'll all be okay. I've already sacrificed them to the baseball gods. Yeah. On the other uh, hand, if, I'm telling you guys right now, if Jacob DeGrom ever gets hurt, which God forbid, I'm like praying to the baseball gods. He can never have an injury. If he gets hurt for an extended period of time, I don't even know what that would do to me. Would it make you a Padres fan? We need another Met fan on this podcast. I know. I hate that I have to like just talk to you guys. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're like barraging you with questions of, so what do you think about this player? Wow, Steven Matz <laughs> is like this. And then like our Yankees talk is like Voza and Frankie fucking yelling just like uncontrollably and me just yelling my baseball fan bullshit and Joe like sprinkling in his stuff. Like I think, I think I might need to go from a baseball fan to a Mets fan just to like, even out. even the scale a little bit, or at least wear my shirt, so then they could direct some stuff to me. Frankie's Frankie's on. I think Frankie's saying Steven, words. You have more Mets jerseys than you do Yankees. <laughs> I do Yankees you're ones. Already, you're already a Mets fan, <laughs> Steven. We can take and the best home. the best part about it is that it's one all is Pete Alonso. It's what, all who after after I got it is like dog shit now, and then the other one is Matt Harvey. <laughs> It's Yo, shout out Matt Harvey. He's still in the rotation for the Baltimore Orioles. It's all Good players goodness. to infuriate yeah. Tony, and that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still take him as an honorary Mets fan. Though. Well, nothing can infuriate Tony more than Pete Alonzo because I scared him into taking him in fantasy this year way too early, and he sucks. Also, okay. also fantasy. Tony's current score right now oh, is negative – <laughs> negative wanted... 37 points it got worse wait who else yeah. went negative <laughs> all your hitters are negative you got negative 26 from giolito and uh... you got negative one from from may and you know you want to know why it's happening because you changed the fucking point system and neutered our goddamn there league. we go I like the scoring so much better, Tony. Don't worry. No, it's You're fucking welcome. terrible. What league, what American sports league have you seen say, oh, you know what? You know what would make it way more exciting? <laughs> if we took the scoring down, if we scored Steve, less, maybe it'll Steve, be better. Steve, it's, it's not major, fun. Steve, no, major league baseball. Major league baseball. It's not fun when a home run is 18 points. No, it is more fun is, that way. It's way more fun. But, Steven, Major <laughs> League Baseball crazy. unjuiced the balls. What are you talking about? Baseball is actively doing it to the sport that we're playing fantasy of. Steve's just right, well mad then, that he well lost then, this maybe, past weekend maybe by four let's points. Leave it out. No, I'm not even. I was just fucking mad that you did it on the day of the goddamn draft. And you did it so drastically. It wasn't just like, oh, let's take home run from 18 points to like 14 or, or it's let's. 10. Like. But it's fucking like it's so boring. Like our top scores are like four fifty, not you, like you realize, 1, Steve. It's wait, so Steve, much but worse. You realize that our scoring system is still triple what the standard ESPN system score is, right? It doesn't matter. We've had the same point system for the last yeah, but it's years. so stupid. It made no sense. But we made it why? all because our you think about how. It worked. It is right. No, because pitching didn't matter. Guys, I know why the I know why the scoring system sucked. The scoring system sucked because it carried over from when Mike Obermuller was league manager in high school. <laughs> and he made the scoring system in high school and it fucking sucked. But it also sucked for twelve years before we decided to change it and we were all used to it. 
Yeah, but we didn't decide to change it. Tony texted us five out. No, not five hours. I'll give you more credit. Like 12 hours before the draft. Five saying, a- oh, hey, five guys. So I just made a decision and changed the point system. Go have a look at it and have some fun. I Maybe I'm going to text the other owners about it. Uh, but they're in multiple leagues, so it doesn't matter. I was talking to Big Rich the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck is the point system? He's like, yeah, man. Like, I wanted to go draft, and Anthony, like, texted me and was like, hey, the point system changed a little bit. And I'm like, it didn't change a little bit. It changed a whole fucking lot. To Steve's point, I'm though, not changes. I'm just to, like, to, to Steve's don't do point, though, Cohen, you were not going to tell the others. Like, we, you only told us. Yeah, well, you you said the other You want to know why? And here's the reason why. Because Nick would have fucking cried like a little baby. I'm also not no. cutting this out. So no, don't. No, no, he would have cried like me. I'm crying about it right now. This is why. Two weeks so. Before last year's season, when we were going through COVID, and I asked everybody and their mothers 40 questions about the league. Did you want keepers? Do you want a different uh, monetary price? I asked every question on the Hey, league. only Point, one that points answered. Points are a lot different no, than no, no. those questions. Hold on. It doesn't matter. But nobody wanted to partake, whether I inv- in, it, whether I asked them individually, in a group, except, yes, Bozy, you were the only one that uh, Oh, wait, wait. I wasn't even in the league, and I was answering it. All right. But anyway. You get no credit. You get no credit. This is pre. Joe, you're the reason why we're at 14 teams, which is yeah, another Joe, you like the league already. That's why my team sucks. Mute. I'm like this so, four players down the, from what I usually have. It's the hey, owner. I'm not it's the done owner. yet. So as commissioner now, I levied my dictatorship <laughs> and said, this is the new rule going into our new So season. Tony, Tony and, is basically the European Super League and we're yes. all West Ham. <laughs> Okay, I'm also going to say for a fact, the only person that probably looked at the scoring before the draft anyway, like looked at what the players were projected to score was maybe Mike Obermuller. Yeah, none of them looked. None of uh, you, us, us, the guys that I told. Nobody everybody else. What do you expect to be like, oh, you know, there's 11 hours before the draft. Am I going to do this or am I not? No, no, no. Well, but, why but did Steve, you what do I'm saying, the day of? Tony, Steve, what I'm saying is nobody was actually looking at like, oh, no, uh, I'm Aaron Judge nobody... was projected at like 950 and now he's at like 700. I bet they didn't yeah. even fucking notice. Nobody looked at it beforehand. Nobody went into Because it you gave them plan. 11 hours to do so. No, but Steve, and that's but not, that's what, I'm not what I'm saying. Nobody, I'm Tony, saying. You, had, you had like months to fucking no, do this. Not Steve, I understand, but that's not what I'm saying. He's not saying that they didn't check in the 11 hours. He's saying that nobody had a nobody did a Tony Voza and planned for six months in advance. Nobody like, would have been the same because we've had, nobody, same, we've had the same scoring system forever. Like you know, like but, with our scoring system that, we, that we've had in the past, you know, don't tr- don't take Trey Turner when he's supposedly valued to take. You take him later because players like him don't fucking matter. But now with this new point system, Trey Turner is like fucking god. Yeah, so I made the players count more. Yeah, you made he made the I players. Mean, but that's my baseball. point. Like, like everybody in the league has been in it for so long that it's just like their program. Like, okay, this is the league that we've been doing the same way for the last twelve years, and then all of a sudden it just gets turned on its fucking head. Can I also eleven say, hours before a draft? No, we have. And it's not, it's not that it's not the wrong thing. Like, there are different changes that should be made to the points. Like, an RBI shouldn't be the same. Like, shouldn't be the same as a stolen base. Mm-hmm. That's for one, and I I think that strikeouts should probably be lower, even though they are two. I think they should be one because it like cr- like it crushes teams. But I don't do it eleven oh, no, hours no. before the draft. That's fine. 
all for you in the off season. When it's so drastic, it's not like you made small changes. No, that's fine. But this is what's going to happen. So everyone play this back now. This, when the season's over, I will reassess the points. I will put up everyone's proposals in a poll again. And I guarantee you five are the only ones to respond other than Mike Obermuller. Who will probably write me a blog about it and ask me, tell me? <laughs> well, that's fine, but don't just blindside us. Like. <laughs> you super but leaked Steve, us. He's saying it's not blindsiding because nobody would have paid attention anyway. Nobody gives a fuck about what I asked them. Yeah, so nobody gave matter. a shit about Super League until they just sprung it on <laughs> everybody. Look at that. Everybody's like, oh fuck, I am, we're all fucked. I am the Super League in this scenario, then. <laughs> And Steve, yeah, exactly. What? That's all I'm but saying. Guess what? Everybody's gonna live with the point system the same way everybody's gonna live with the Super League. It's not. It's out of our hands. Yeah. You know what? You know what? The only the only reason why I'm able to live with it is because I have a certain center fielder from the Minnesota Twins that's on my roster. Mm. Aaron Hayes. He's hurt now. Right? <laughs> I mean, no, he's not. He's back. No, he's the last back. few years either for you, Steve. He's not he's hurt Adam. anymore. What was he? Was he a, a COVID uh, IL? No, he was, was uh, he was diagnosed with a mild hamstring strain and was about to go on the IL. And then, like, three hours later, they're like, nope, he's okay. He's going to play. And then, like, an hour later, they postponed the game because of COVID. So he hasn't played in, like, a week, week so and a half. So now his leg hurts and he's got a cough. Great. All yeah, right, pretty well, much. I, I, I fuck you guys for not giving me anything on that. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we all got our yelling out. Do you want to talk about something else, Frankie? I know there was a topic you mentioned. Do you still want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Fuck Major League Baseball for mm-hmm. upholding Nick Castellanos'. Uh, no, team. no, no, no. The other thing. I wasn't Frankie. where I was going. What was yes, the other thing? Jackie Robinson Day. Oh, oh shit. I've, I mean, I could – no, I'm not going to one-minute drill this. This is important. Major League Baseball, every – fucking year wants to talk about how Jackie Robinson Day is so important. It's such an important thing for baseball and for the league and for the players and for the black community and this and that and the other thing. And every fucking year without failure, I'm not talking rainouts and I'm not talking whatever, they always manage to have teams On off. Third, yeah. It's always a Thursday, like, and it's always the fifth. It's the fifteenth. It should be the fifteenth is when he made his debut. April fifteenth is Jackie Robinson Day. There's always, always, always multiple teams off. If it's that fucking important, when you make the schedule, make sure that everybody plays on April fifteenth, regardless of the schedule. Give them a fucking another day off. Give them Monday off if it's a Thursday. Give them Thursday off if it's a Monday. It's not fucking rocket science to have all 30 teams play and especially both fucking New York teams. He was a Brooklyn Dodger and the Yankees didn't play and the Mets didn't play. There's a whole fucking rotunda at City Field named after the guy and they didn't play. Go fuck yourself. Jackie Robinson Day is important to baseball. Number 42, all that stuff. Very important for baseball, but baseball doesn't even get out of its own fucking way with it to make it important. This is why baseball fucking sucks at everything because they can't get out of their own fucking way with stupid shit like this. Rob Manfred runs the Super League. <laughs> no, Rob Manfred is too dumb to run the Super League. Hey. Rob Manfred's a more Point for Tony. Tony is smarter than Rob Manfred. 
I hate Rob Manfred so much. He's, He's everybody best. smarter than Rob Manfred. How? How do you not have all 30 teams play? And then even I, I, I do like that they do have them at least wear 42 on like the next game. The next day, uh, yeah. Have them play that whole series in the 42. Like you're going to you, yeah. you do that shit anyway. Like have them play whatever series falls that like that weekend or that week. Those are the, the games that you play in the 42 jerseys. Don't worry, Frankie. I'm sure Players Weekend will be so much fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, so we'll watch fucking ugly-ass jerseys that suck with stupid names because baseball players are baseball players and not fucking creative, funny people. At this point, Freddie Freeman better have Frederick on the back of his jersey <laughs> or I'm not I watching. I love Rizzo. I love Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo Mike just yelling, Frederick, get over here, was just priceless. I can't wait for him to also, be a Yankee. So, th- I mean, this is, this is the... <laughs> This I love is about the, Moses' like interaction with this is just like, fuck. This is uh, this is we're gonna get going, off of this, and he's gonna be like, Freddie Freeman at first base. This is once again <laughs> designated hitter. No, this Rizzo, is, not Freddie Rizzo. Wait, why do you want Rizzo? Because I fucking love Anthony Rizzo. He I, he's one of my listen, favorite listen, players. He's gonna he's the next Mister Cub. This, he's gonna be Cub forever. This is zero chance. Into- and by drifting into it, immediately taking a left turn back into fuck Major League Baseball. Because how much did we all just talk about Anthony Rizzo because he was mic'd up for a game and he yelled at Freddie Freeman? Oh, it's almost like you could market the players that you're supposed oh. to market by just having them fucking talk and just showing them off and just letting us know their personality other than fucking post-game sound bites that they've been practicing since they were fucking 17 years old and they got drafted out of high school. Let these guys have fucking personalities. Yes, I understand Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, doesn't have the best personality, but do you know how much I love hearing Mike Trout talk about the fucking clouds in the sky and the fucking... The, the weather forecast, because it's an, a semblance of a personality outside of robot. Well, we had a good game today, and uh, I thought we did well, and we won. Or, uh, well, you know, the pitching's got to be better, but we need to hit also. And I, I take responsibility because I didn't hit too. Go fuck yourself. Make these players marketable by showing off their personalities. Even the ones that don't have personalities like, have personality. Like the smaller strides they can do is like think about with the NBA when they they have not even just the players mic'd up, but like during timeouts, like you can do things when they're they're sitting in the dugout. Like they can even do simple things like that where they're just missing. They're just missing it completely on that market. No, we're putting runners on second base instead. Exactly. Um, The last thing I want to say about baseball for me is this Dodgers uh, Padres series was fucking awesome. And I can't, they get to play 16 more times this year. And there's so much bad blood between these three teams, uh, between these two teams. And it is going to be fantastic when they so play the, the Mookie Betts catch. Dude, fuck the Red Sox. Fuck the Red Sox for giving <laughs> Mookie Betts to the fucking Dodgers. Like, that's not even fair. Um, that was some hell of a catch, though. Like, it was, it, it, I had the over, of course, in that game. The, the Red Sox, you know, a team that it, that, that would have tied it, sent to extra innings, and that two out, the man on second would have helped me get the fucking the Red Sox. The Red Sox, a team that would be one of the teams that would try to leave for a baseball super league, couldn't afford to play <laughs> once in a generation town. When, when did Manny go to the Dodgers? Uh, the year before when, he signed when with did, the Padres. When did they lose to the Red Sox? 18? 18. 
because he ended the series. No, not Mookie. So, Manny Ramirez. No. Oh, oh, oh I think you meant like Manny Machado. My bad. No, well, Manny Ramirez. Because the the Red 13? Sox. The Red Sox. No, no, way before that. Way before that. Like, yeah. oh, we, seven, wait, let's let's establish something. If you say Manny. You shouldn't be thinking Manny Machado. That's Manny Ramirez all the way. Yeah, come on. No, well, he well you're doing relevant. We're, we're, we're talking Dodgers. about the Dodgers. Of course, we we're I'm talking think about Manny. Dodgers Padres, and there's one player that's been on both of those teams recently. Okay, so let me rephrase it Manny Ramirez, because the Red Sox in a few years seem like they're due to send another superstar to the Dodgers. Is that better? He, they do. Yes. I mean, they send, like, the, the Dodgers and Red Sox, like, make as many trades as the Yankees and the Rockies do. It's going to be 2029 because it'll be about 11 years after they trade. Manny, Manny, then Mookie. So somebody with an M is going to come up and be really good for the Red Sox, and then they'll trade them in 2029. 08, 08, 08, 08 to 2010, uh, Frankie. Yeah, so, like, 11 or years. Tony, sorry. 2029. So, oh, so every 10 years. Yeah. No, well, there was when was the Crawford Adrian Gonzalez trade? Because there was that trade in between. True. Yeah, no, but we're talking like mega stars for the Red Sox. It, no, but I'm saying, that, I mean, that trade won them a world, won the Red Sox a World Series. True, but we're Wait, also but talking mega stars. Wasn't that the trade? What? No, the, that was like 2013. I thought that, that was the 2013 World Series that they won because of that trade. I don't remember. Anywho, remember. enough about 2010s. That was baseball in a nutshell. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk to about the greatest sport to ever exist other than uh, the Astros are like sinking back to earth and it's great. Yep. They will probably not make class. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be really shitty when when we talked all this shit and then the Astros and the Yankees don't make the playoffs. <laughs> but, Wait, you know. before, before, we, before we do go there, didn't don't they have like four or five key guys that yeah. are – yeah. On the COVID More list, guys are coming to come back, back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah about, but yeah. also I don't Steve, stop it, bringing because us, us, our Yankees have been at full strength and we look like dog shit. I, yeah, but we're playing good teams. Oh well, playing, you know, like, guys like Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMay, Garrett Cole, and fucking <laughs> I don't we're, even know. <laughs> Steve, we're playing good teams. They're playing bad teams. That's what's they're important. on the COVID list. Oh, we're playing good teams. We're playing the fucking Blue Jays. The hey, Jays the Blue Jays. And, and, and the Orioles. Well, we beat the Orioles. Well, those are our Fuck, wins. <laughs> Tough teams. We need to play the Orioles more, Steven. Yes. I can't wait. I can't. I kind of want the Yankees to suck for a little bit longer. It'll be fun when they're both good, like, come the summer, the Mets and the Yankees. But if they could suck for a little longer and just watch you two get pissed off every Monday, it would be fun. <laughs> I just my problem is is I can't be in the car during a fucking Yankee game because those two literally they I, I almost swerved into oncoming traffic screaming at them at my radio just not even not out of like trying to fucking do the deal just out of pure anger I forgot that I was driving and with that back to you Frank fuck man I don't have a one minute drill. Does anybody have a one minute drill? I do. I'll go first. I do. Ooh, Avoza, you, you can go yeah, first. Avoza. Avoza. Well, first of all, it's time for one minute drills. Buzz, buzz. Avoza, uh, lead us off. Okay, guys. Um, so never in a long time have I had to say this, but thank God for the New York Knicks in April uh, actually giving me something to watch and something to root for because the Knicks are in fifth place in the fucking uh, 
East and are playing great basketball. They hit a three to tie the game yesterday and then absolutely destroyed um, the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime. Um, and after the game, Zion Williams got every Nick fan, uh, gave every Nick fan an erection because he started fucking waxing poetic about how much he loves playing in the garden and that this is uh it besides new orleans new orleans is his favorite place to play because he has to fucking say that but um every nick fan is now doing the whole well zion could be here and well it's been this is his third year and he have him for seven years so in four years he'll be back and thank you to the mavericks for losing to the kings yesterday just continue losing guys it's okay don't worry i was going to throw i was watching that game yesterday or on sunday the Knicks almost blew it too, which which pissed me off. They almost did, and I was okay. going to be so mad. But I also couldn't watch the Yankee game, so I was watching the Knicks game because Ooh. that's how unbearable it was. Little Wizard of Oz tip for everybody, since Wizard of Oz is um, really on, on hiatus. Uh, on hiatus until football season. The Knicks are nine and zero in their last uh, nine games uh, against the spread, and they are on uh, a six game winning streak straight up. Just to uh, bring it back to Zion. I don't think you put enough emphasis on like he. I've never seen him light up. He the went way out he of did. his way to answer that question. Ear he, to ear, that smile he, was. He went ear to ear and said, "I can't. I, I am so happy you asked me that question." Like I've never seen anybody be more elated to answer a fucking press conference question in my life. He's he probably was, so pissed that R.J. Barrett no. is there and not him. Oh man. Yeah, but this is great now because RJ Barrett. I don't know if RJ Barrett would have followed him to New York. Like Zion yeah. will come to New York, it seems like. But again, I said this last night because now I'm doing it again to myself. I'm not going to get too overly excited because I did this with LeBron. I did this with KD and Kyrie. Like, and it's still four to five years away at least. Unless they trade him, but you know, then right, we'll give up. Like, we'll give, give up, up RJ and Randall deal and, and trade him. Now, um, Obi Toppin, and I'll give you Obi Toppin and the two first round picks this year if you want to just hand them over now. With uh, we can do that because Obi Toppin's a fucking. Joke. And, and and listen, like we we get it. Lonzo Ball could be a lot. The Ball family, tough. We'll take him too. Just take just too. out of respect. Or is he a free agent this year? No, we'll take yeah, I don't think so. If he's a free yeah, agent. He might be. If he? he's a, oh, all right, if he's then don't worry. We'll take him regular. Yeah, no, we'll just we'll sign him because he'll want to. Him and Zion could team up. It'll be fun. Well, somebody brought up a good point, like because the Cavs brought in Darius Garland, like um, the Knicks might trade that Mavs pick and like Obi Toppin and try and get Colin Sexton, which I would fucking love because Colin Sexton would be perfect to play with RJ Barrett. Um, but I'm also fine with Lonzo. But yeah, all right, that's my one minute trip. Steve, you can go now. So I wasn't here for the beginning of baseball and I know they all like laugh at me about being a baseball fan. Um, But there is a player that I've come to love over the last few years. And his name is uh, Byron Buxton. He plays for the, (laughs) he plays for the Minnesota twins. Uh, He's been, he's been their number one player prospect and also the number one prospect in baseball that is a five tool player that should realize his potential as the best player in the major leagues for the last like six years (laughs) and he has not realized that potential until now so i'm gonna read off his stats oh his mlb career stats i'm gonna just read off the averages so he has his career stats, he has a 244 average 
with a 295 OBP <laughs> and an OPS of 740. And this year, his average is 469. <laughs> his, his OBP is 528. And his OPS is 1,622. So he is literally doubling up every single average. And he looks like he looks like a true five-tool player. So I wanna I wanna just reveal my love for Byron Buxton. I've picked him in fantasy for the last like four years running, probably. Uh, I've stuck with him until he goes on the IL or the DL, even before the IL was the IL. <laughs> <laughs> that's how long I've been dedicated. It was the DL. He would go in the 60-day DL, and that's when I know, all right, maybe I should drop him. Uh, but I'm finally reaping the rewards of my Byron Buxton fandom. So I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it going. He almost went on the aisle again, but it looks like he's healthy. And hopefully he can keep up hitting 469 with a 528 OPP and a 1,622 OPS. Thank you. Steven, imagine how many points he would have had in our old system. Oh my fucking God. And the best part is he's putting up those numbers and he didn't play last week. So in one week of baseball, this guy had eight runs, 15 hits, five home runs, nine RBIs. And that was Steve jerking off to Byron Buxton, everybody. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Byron Buxton taking Aaron Hicks's position in center field for the Yankees in like two, three years. Oh God, please Maybe. no. No, that's imagine Jason that would Domingue. be so great. No, that's Jason Dominguez's spot next year. No. <laughs> that's Jason Dominguez's spot in May if this shit doesn't turn around. <laughs> Won't he be like eighteen? Nineteen. He'll be like nineteen next yeah. year. Jesus. A sweet, sweet young boy just playing he's, center field. Be, for he's the next Griffey. He's, he's with trial play. by fire. Fucking didn't Joe DiMaggio play at like eighteen? Come on, <laughs> and he's, he's left, and he's lefty, so Aaron, so Boone can put him in at the three spot. You mean Cashman could put him in at True. the yeah. three spot? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> They're all the same robot fucking algorithm bullshit. Next, all right. Who wants to go next? Anybody? I can go next. I have, Joseph. I have mine. Um. So I got about two PWC. Topics. No. I have two topics. Uh, one is back to Leeds. So one thing that I think a lot of people may know is their their coach, Marcelo. His nickname is The Crazy. And they do what's called murder ball trainings. So the it's no fouls. They don't stop running. Ball is in play. And there's no offsides. It's an 11 v. 11. So they basically complete more sprints playing this in 20 minutes than an actual game. So it's literally like 10 times harder than any games. So like I said, if I'm not rooting for Chelsea, Leeds United, that's the next team I'm rooting for. But KD was also on a podcast recently, and he talked about his top five teammates. So he listed it was Irving, uh, James Harden, Steph Curry. He says Clay Thompson. And then he goes Serge Ibaka. And when he's on this podcast, people are like, I'm surprised. We, we think you're forgetting somebody. And he was like, oh, shit, fuck Ibaka. I'm putting in Westbrook. But he also said Westbrook would be his fourth and Clay Thompson pushed down to his fifth. So it's interesting. Wait, wait, wait. No, you got you to gotta like explain it the way that it was because in the clip, like the guys on the podcast are like, come on, KD, you're forgetting somebody. And he's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, they're almost like apprehensive and they're like, 
ah, fuck, I don't want to start this shit. Like, you, you obviously know who you're leaving out. Like, you're not stupid. You played with this guy for like nine years. <laughs> that shit was amazing. And then KD was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right, Russ. How did I forget Russ? It's like... Uh, th- then he tried covering up by saying, like, I'm going to bump him up and push Clay Thompson down. Yeah, that was like... Uh, KD is so bad at that. Like... Like he, uh, he was talking about him also on this podcast about like him like recording tracks and they were like, "Do you actually like have good shit?" And he was like, "No, like I have terrible shit too. Like I have whack shit." And they were like, "All right, we respect you. You're not like one of those athletes who says like, oh, like I do all this like music stuff and I'm like best in the game." He was like, "No, I'm honest. I I put out bullshit tracks that are trash and ass." But that's it because Foza had talked about the Knicks so. KD. Oh, 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 one more quick thing. The the crazy thing that you said, I feel like it's better in Spanish. Isn't isn't it like el, el loco? It's el loco, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I is, love that guy. He's fucking crazy. But, uh, is that our new segment when fucking Steven comes on and says the word in Spanish? <laughs> el, el loco. El, el loco. Uh, yeah, he crouches on the sideline in the box, like 80 minutes, just like staring, like <laughs> staring into the abyss. I love that guy. He's awesome. That's another, I'm going to drop another documentary. Uh, there's a Leeds documentary on Amazon prime. That's like in the same way as what they did with Tottenham and what the Netflix did with Juventus. And you could see how like nuts he is about the sport. And they explain like how, He's like a god in Argentina uh, at his his club that he led there. I forgot which one it is. But anyway, sorry, tangent. He's cool. El Loco. All right, Tony, you want to go or should I go? Okay, wait, can I bring up one thing? Because I don't think Frankie will cover this unless he is. Are you covering any of the fighting that happened this week, weekend? I was not. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go on it real quick to give me another minute to try to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> so there, there was all talk with the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight, um, saying that he dove. They weren't sure about it. Literally in the first round, uh, left jab and then a right into Ben Askren. Um, so the question is, like, do we do we call this serious now with Jake Paul? Because I think he called out. No. He, he called out Tommy Fury. I think. I think he wants to see like him against Tommy Fury. And then Michael Hunter against Tyson Fury on the same night, and and Fury and uh, Tommy Fury already responded. He was like, "I'm ready to give the people what they want." So, do do we say now that like Jake Paul is actually committed to it? Like he hasn't fight boxed anyone who's like an official boxer, but do we give him some credit with what he's done and kind of being selective and strategic on who he's picked? That's incrementally better, but also ones he knows he can beat. I think he's definitely serious about it because a lot of experts even said that the fundamentals and, and everything is there. The power is there. The fundamentals are there. But I don't think it's real in the fact that as soon as he get he's going to get in there with an actual boxer and they're going to fucking destroy him. So far, he's fought uh, internet, a YouTube rapper. He fought a basketball player, and he fought, and he fought a forty-year-old that didn't train, that knew he was getting half a million dollars plus any performance or, or pay-per-view bonuses, and that was an MMA fighter that 
doesn't have hands. Like he, he's not he's not a boxer. He's a grappler. He, he's a what's it called? He's a, a wrestler. He's an NCAA champion wrestler. Striking's not his thing. Did I think it was way faster than I expected? Definitely. But clearly Askren didn't take it seriously and was like, fuck it, I'm making money. Uh, I'm in. Put him in there with somebody that's actually training and legitimate, and I think he gets exposed immediately. Frank, what, so that robot though? You're telling me there's a fuck the robot. There's zero part of you that believes the alleged chance that it was fixed a little bit. I so I, I there's always a chance because boxing's corrupt, and then like this is fucking. Not right. this is barely. And this was on Thriller. Like, let's like, be honest. This is like, barely boxing. It's very suspicious, but I'll just give them benefit. This is me giving benefit of the doubt. I, I I don't think it was fixed. Would it shock me if it comes out that it was? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for now, and I'll wait for hit Logan Paul or, or Jake Paul or whatever the fuck his name is, whichever one it is, I'll wait for them to actually fight legitimate boxers. Okay. No, I'm just wondering. Like, give me even a guy that's zero and zero or give me a guy that's zero and one or zero and two. Let him fight somebody that's fought like an actual, in an actual boxing match against an actual boxer. Make it a professional fight. It's a, they're professionals. Jake Paul's technically a professional boxer now. He has a professional boxing record. Let him fight somebody that's a professional boxer. And we'll see what happens. If he proves himself in a in a fight like that, all about it. Knock yourself out, kid. You're a fucking douchebag, but you know, at least you're doing it fucking for real and you're not just making money off morons that don't know how to legally stream shit, even though this has been the same thing three times in a row. charge like 50 bucks i think for that pay-per-view you're an idiot if you paid for that shit yeah that was it's so easy to find guys i didn't even watch it and but like all i heard was it's a three hour it was like a five hour concert i heard the only good part about it was snoop dogg was actually really funny i heard him and and pete davidson i think was just calling it as it was too like he was just like letting it fly on, on what he was seeing yeah so there's that uh tony do you have a one minute drill yet Yep, it's going to be about 20 seconds. Judge. All right. I don't think anybody realizes how good Jacob deGrom is, and I think it's actually <laughs> upsetting me. I don't care how often I have to say it. Because he's only he's- won three Cy Youngs. Two. Two. I'm sorry. Three this year, because especially since I put a future on him. But anyway, um, the reason why I think – I mean, the Mets have just sucked so long and he just doesn't get any wins. And I think somehow he's been overlooked, even with winning Cy Youngs, that like he never gets talked about as like the best pitcher in baseball. And I think he's finally getting to him to the point that he's trying to make a point this year. If you just look at his stats year over year, it's absolutely wild that he's somehow gotten better. His whip has like literally dropped every single year practically since he's debuted. But the stat that I found that I like the most is Tom Seaver is pretty much like a legend in Mets eyes, and his career ERA with the Mets, so excluding his little bullshit run with the Reds, was 2.57, and that's what DeGrom's is right now. So people need to start showing Jacob DeGrom more respect. That's my one-minute drill. 
Uh, can I just point out that I don't think it's just Mets fans that think that Tom Seaver's a legend, Tony. Everybody, well, every, everybody knows that Tom Seaver is a legend. Yes. Good thing, anyway. did it, good thing he played his whole career with the Mets. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. Um, by the way, if you ever want to, if we really want to see how much uh, Colin cares about the Mets, he'll make sure DeGrom never wears another jersey. I don't care if that man wants to pitch until he's 45, which also fun thing about DeGrom, and then I'm done. Um, he is like the most humble like guy like on the planet. Like I even remember like a couple years ago, like he was driving like a beater pickup truck for like years because he just doesn't give a shit about like anything flashy. Um, he, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so they interviewed him and they asked him like what his like goals are, and for like the first time in years, he's basically just like openly acknowledging his goals. So he's like past the Cy Young already. Now he's literally openly talking about that he wants to get into the Hall of Fame. And not only get there, he wants to be part of, like, that inner echelon of, like, best pitchers to ever play the game. I like it. I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I like that players are actually, like, he's being honest but now. He's not giving the bullshit, like, I want to help my team win. Blah. No, like, I want to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Good. Do it. Then hopefully also, we win. By the way, Tony, he needs yeah. to wear at least one other jersey, and it's the black jersey. He's got pinstripes. Oh, well, yes. No, <laughs> it Mets have a pinstripe jersey. The black jersey on the ground would look badass, though. I hope they do it on one of his starts and not like I, I David would, Peterson. I would buy a black DeGrom jersey, not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, right. Since it's my turn and I've put this off long enough, even though I did talk about fucking Jake Paul for way too long, <laughs> my one-minute drill is about how WrestleMania was really good. And then immediately WWE was like, hey, remember how good WrestleMania was? That was a treat for once in a while because we're back to being the worst. Monday Night Raw sucked. NXT was apparently okay, but I didn't watch it. SmackDown sucked. They just had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens fight at WrestleMania. It was great. What did they do? They turned it around and had them wrestle again on SmackDown. Go fuck yourself. Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania should be big important things and nothing happened I, I i it's impossible wwe is impossible to watch except for pay-per-views and even then pick and choose what you're watching like pick the two matches that are going to be good it's impossible to watch well said sorry i'm sorry frankie it's just incredible and with that that's the last of our one minute drills uh Follow us at 914 Sports. I will try to remember to post the Instagram post. I actually had a funny one for the name of the episode last week, and then I forgot to post it. So I apologize yeah, we all start posting again. We've been very yeah, bad at it. we've been very bad at it, and I took over posting duty and just shit the bed a couple of weeks. I apologize. But follow us at 914 Sports. Uh, check out my other podcast feature presentation. Steven, welcome back to the pod. Very happy to have you back, pal. At least for the week. Hopefully more consistently going forward, but we'll we'll see. You know. Thanks. Depending on the week. And uh yeah, that'll do it for Norman Four Sports. Bye. Bye. Later. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm.